brought you something to... Ah! No, 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 no! Spit that out right now! I have got to teach you about food. Close your eyes. Now, take a bite of this. No, no, no! Don't just hork it down! Here. Chew it slowly. Only think about the taste. See? Not really. Creamy, salty, sweet, an oaky nuttiness. You detect that? Oh, I'm detecting nuttiness. Close your eyes. Now taste this. Whole different thing, right? Sweet, crisp, slight tang on the finish. Okay. Now try them together. Something there. Uh-huh. Might be the nuttiness. See? Could be the tang. That's it. Now, imagine every great taste in the world being combined into infinite combinations of taste that no one has tried yet. Discoveries to be made! I think. Uh-huh. You lost me again. Ah, yeah. But that was interesting. Most interesting garbage I ever. <laughs> seconds after the hour of 11, and this is the month of November in the year of our Lord, 2007. Thank you for coming along making a part of your listening day. We are live from the plushly appointed, yet not overly ostentatious studios of AM 970 Solid State Radio, the uh, Rick Emerson Radio Program. Uh, that was sent to us, uh, that was actually just for you, Tim. That was because of your tofurkey. I won't call it a rant, but your observation yesterday that I had failed to consume and consumed to fail. I had failed to make the tofurkey yesterday. So the guy sent the, uh, the uh, Ratatouille clip. That's actually one of two. I'll do another one later this month. We've got uh, one of two uh, clips from that film. All right. And I don't know who plays the fat brother, but it's a whole sequence where he's in the... And I'm not giving anything away. whole sequence where he's in the alley and he's trying to get his, his fat brother to appreciate, like, the joy of food and blending different flavors together. And, of course, the brother's just intent on stuffing trash, like actual literal trash, into his mouth. Anyway. Uh, all right. What are we doing? I don't even know. It's 503-733-2970 today. It is uh, Wednesday, and welcome to Day 12. It's 503-733-2970. You want to join us uh, with your comments, your clarifications, your corrections, your two cents, uh, your what have you. Richie Bristol is standing by, ready, willing, and able to pass along your inter- observations about the interesting, the groundbreaking, the tedious, the whatever, the what have you, the ends, the odds, the somewhere in between. Uh, it's 503 733 970. 503-733-2970. You can also email if you like. It's rick at rickemerson.com. Sarah at 970.am. Tim at 970.am. Or Richie with a T uh, at 97... I'm sorry. I'm reading all of these emails coming in. That story we just pulled before the show, the one that we were just talking about uh, and that you were discussing with Laura? Yes. I just had like 100 people send it. It must, it must have somehow just entered the interwebs. Because I had like a hundred people just send me that at once. I refreshed my inbox and there it is. 
I can't believe 100 people didn't send you that video that I found yesterday that we're going to play today. Oh, no. Well, yeah, we'll get Did to that. Did anyone send that to you? No. Huh? No, you're the only one. So we'll get to that later on as well. All right. Uh, hello. It's Wednesday. Okay, so here's before we do anything, uh, here's what's coming up. Uh, the triumphant return of CNN radio correspondent Lisa Desjardins. Uh, she will join us today. Uh, we'll also talk to Steve Kastenbaum. Uh, and Ed McCarthy. Uh, here's what we're going to do with each of those people. Lisa's going to come out and talk about the Republican debate, which happens tonight. The only thing that's even remotely interesting about it, well, A, it's a CNN-run debate. So we'll get to see if they get excoriated again tomorrow for favoring one candidate over another, which is what happened after the Clinton thing. I don't think so. They're calling it the Anderson-Cooper debate. They're is not mentioning true? candidates. Really? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. The Anderson-Cooper debate. Uh, all right. Do you prefer Paul Mitchell or Vidal Sassoon? Uh, anyway, so with, and I guess it's all YouTube questions or something tonight. I guess that they, 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 there's like a, everybody sent in some sort of YouTube query and that they're going to pull 40 or 45 of them. So it's just going to be a bunch of whatever. Anyway, so that's it. So we'll talk to Lisa about that uh, tonight. Not that I really care. I mean, it's just it's not going to be that interesting if John McCain doesn't go crazy, which seems like less and less likely with every passing month because he just seems old and tired. I was listening to NPR last night. I was flipping by, and McCain was on NPR being interviewed. It was some sort of long, it was like some 40-minute thing about health care. And, I, and I, I just I sat and listened to it for just a little while, kind of. And the only reason I really pay attention to John McCain now, it's sort of like... It's like how, you know, it's like you would go see Gigi Allen just because you wanted to be there the night that he finally snapped and just shot himself in the head on stage. And, you know, and of course it never really happened. And so it is with John McCain. Uh, you kind of are waiting for the day that he's going to go all Stockdale on everybody. And I just don't think that's going to uh, happen at this point. Uh, can you sweeten my mic just a little bit? Thank you so much. Um, let's see what else. Steve Kastenbaum will join us today about uh, the ongoing uh, Broadway labor dispute. Uh, let's see. And we'll talk to CNN radio correspondent Ed McCarthy about O.J. Simpson, who pled. Do you have a rim shot? Who pled not guilty today, of course. There you go. Here it is. <laughs> do you understand all of those charges? Yes, sir. And to all of those charges, how do you plead, Mr. Simpson? Not guilty. <laughs> <laughs> Bam! That's awesome. Uh, thank you, Orenthal James. Thank you. Uh, so we'll talk to... Uh, and you can, you know, and with, the thing is with that, you can just... Even as they just play, uh, O.J.'s is not guilty... And he tries to say it all forcefully, uh, forcefully, like you know, like he's just really convinced of it, like to his core. Even as he says that, you can kind of sense a great disturbance in the force, as though Jim Rube cried out and was then silenced, because he knows he's going to be spending like the next nine months of his life in Las Vegas uh, watching that guy on trial for a third time, on trial for a felony that's the third time in ten years. Anyway. We need to find a way to go down there. It is news. Oh no no no, we're all over that. No, we're gonna we're gonna make that happen one way or the other. You believe you me. Uh let's see. Big Zeppelin giveaway continues today. Today we're actually gonna try and have somebody win this. I mean I know that I'm going out of the limb. Uh we have the Zeppelin six disc uh giveaway pack. Uh, song remains the same on D V D, song remains the same on C D, and of course uh the Zeppelin two disc mothership collection, plus a holiday ale fest gift pack. Uh, so we'll try again, and we might even do it this hour. Probably not, but we'll try to do it a couple times because, you know what, we took like nine callers in a row yesterday, and nobody was able to do it. And there's going to be, not like I have to get them all given away this week, but really. Uh, so we'll do the Zeppelin giveaway today. Uh, in honor of that, we will be doing the top five underplayed Zeppelin songs uh, of all time. Top five underplayed Zeppelin songs. We've also got uh, It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard. Uh, what, well, actually, two of those. 
I had one that I brought in yesterday that we didn't get to, and then Sarah actually located one as well. So we may, in fact, have two installments of It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard. Uh, let's see. I've written a bunch of other things down. Is there anything else that I even want to that I even want to tease at this point? Probably not. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of other stuff, but those those are the big things today. So Lisa Desjardins, Steve Kassamom, Ed McCarthy, top five, uh, the Zeppelin giveaway. It's the worst song you've ever heard. Uh, Mr. Skin for MrSkin.com at 1:30. Creepy Jessica Simpson news. Britney watch coming up today. That's pretty much it. Uh, we're joined today, as are we always, by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon. Why, hello, and how are you? Sorry, I keep getting emails from that that douchey guy that wrote me something, so I just told him to stop writing to me. You'll forgive me if I ask you to clarify which douchey guy. The one who, was, um, who said I was a stupid AM radio bitch. The guy with the email. I don't remember that. We talked about it on the air. I, this is the guy yesterday? No, it was a couple of days ago. He was the one who wrote... Dear Sarah, is it fun to be an AM radio weirdo loser? Remember? Was this the day, that, the same day that we had the hate calls about Tim and I? Yeah. I don't remember him calling you an AM radio bitch. Did he really no, say AM that? radio weirdo loser bitch from Portland. <laughs> whatever happened to my hate lady? What's that? Whatever, whatever happened to my hate lady? Uh, I still got it. We just haven't played it yet. No, so I told him, I'm like, don't send me. I'm like, just, I'm like, stop writing me. Don't feed the troll. Seriously, I'm like, I'm like, just stop writing me. Or else I'm going to report your address, you know, to AT&T.net because you can have it taken down. And I'm like, in the future, be aware, don't write to someone with a public forum, you know, who right. works in a public forum. Just, ah. Did you put his email address on your website? Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Well done. It'd be a shame if somebody went to SarahXDillon.com for whatever reason to look at your many celebrity photographs. I did just post uh, the new cover of In Touch Weekly, which is awesome. So what I'm saying now is no one, of course, should go to SarahXDillon.com. To look at your many uh, musings about the world of fame, because who knows what they might find there. It's true. Who knows what information or email addresses might be gleaned at your website. <laughs> well, and I'm going to go see The Mist today. Oh, dude. When afternoon. are you seeing it? This afternoon after the show? Yeah. You going alone? Uh, no, I'm going with my friend Huggy. All right. Yeah, I'm just saying. Now, look, now, maybe it will not affect you the same way it affected Aaron and myself, but i got to tell you. You and I seem to have pretty, like, things that have affected you seem to affect me as Is well. It that, hey, you know, it's just... I mean, it really is, in many ways, just the perfect Rick Emerson film, because it's just down, 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 and then Gwyneth Paltrow's head in a box. I mean, really? Oh, that bad? I mean, it's like it's like seven bleak. Oh. So have fun with that. Maybe I won't go. No, you are. You have to go. No, you have to now. You 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 have to go see it because uh, someone else on the show has to see it. That's the thing. Okay. I can't be the I only can't one. I can't ever bring the... myself to watch Seven. Oh. Uh, no. You never see it? No, I mean, I've seen it. I've seen it. You just it can't watch it again. Once. I've probably seen it twice. Yeah. Yeah, I can't be the only one on the show who's seen The Mist. Okay. I'm so you have to bite the bullet. I just find it hard to believe. Like, I remember feeling the same thing before I saw Requiem for a Dream. I'm like, how could a movie possibly, you know, bring two, up the Well, the two different types of film. Again, one is very reality-based and one is not, you know, because it's a Stephen King. You know, not that Stephen King hasn't written stuff that's reality-based. I mean, he did write The Shawshank Redemption. Um, this is not, you know, this obviously is a little more uh, fantastical. Okay. You know, it's not, in other words, it's it, strictly speaking, it's probably not all stuff that could really happen. Uh, but then again, it could. All right, there you go. I think you're going to talk about zombies again. No, no. Well, that could happen, too, but we won't talk about that just now. Uh, Tim Riley's working on the following stories for your edification. Hello, Tim Riley. Hello. An Oregon astronaut gets ready to blast into outer space. A battleground man accused of stealing from a church is elected to public office. <laughs> a South Carolina bank denies a man an account opening when he tries to open it with a million-dollar bill. Katie Couric is unhappy again after CBS writers planned to strike the day of her scheduled debate on December 10th. 
And Britney's caught shoplifting and denies pregnancy reports. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, by the way, I just got this email from one of our many, many delivery drivers. Uh, this is Courier Dan. He says, Rick, Honey Baked Ham, is that a company? Yes, it is. Okay. Uh, I am just reading this email, by the way. I'm not saying this for consideration or in a trade. For, although, I guess it doesn't matter. You'll hear why. He says, Rick, oh my, Honey Baked Ham has me to be delivering cookies, ham, maybe ham, salad, and other food to CBS Radio on Southwest Columbia. Now, let me counteract that by saying Cheryl Kanikoa just sent out an email saying, we have pizza and salad in the conference room Oh, yeah, room I meant to tell you that. Yeah, 12.30. They're doing the big one-day sale today. So all the uh, the, the eight one-day sale. The, uh, you know how the sales guys are stuck in their cubicles just cold calling like Alan Arkin? Oh, yeah, the big day. They're all sitting there in their cubicles going, uh, hello, Mr. Um, hello, Mr. Spice, Mr. Gerald Spice. Hello, I'm calling from Rio Rancho Properties. Could I... Uh, that's, that's what it is. You're going to be walked by any cubicle upstairs today, and it, it's a whole lot of, Hello, Mrs. Nyborg, Sheldon Levine calling. That's that's all it is. Uh, but the, the good news for us, though, is they bring in pizza. Uh, so I will be going to steal myself a slice of that at 12. Ooh, are they getting it from the place they usually do? You know, I don't really know the answer to that. I don't know where they, you would normally get it from. I, is it Bellagio? Mm-hmm. I mean, we just say it. It's not, I'm not, oh. I mean, they're bringing the pizza already. It's not like we're saying in a minute. In minute. Yeah, we actually paid for it, yeah. I think. So this is uh, it's you only can't do that when you're some jackhole late night DJ that says uh, that you know, I used to work with a guy and it really wasn't me but I did work with a guy. This is what you can't do. People always ask us. I can eat a lot. What we can what we can say and what we can't say on the radio and I, sometimes people will say, like we actually got this is a true story. Um, we actually got an email a few weeks ago and I don't even remember the company's name but it was from some local restaurant and they emailed a bunch of the morning shows unsolicited email to a bunch of the morning shows and they said and i'm sure it was they had only the best of intentions but they said hey by the way we're a brand new restaurant opening in the following five locations if you guys would you know if you guys would be happy to, you know would, would mention the fact that we're open and discuss our menu items we would be happy to drop off a bunch of food for you <laughs> and you know in our and, and you know and, and like somebody from the business office actually had to re- reply to them and cc'd like every single person on the upstairs floor Saying, like, please do not ever send us any email like this again, because that's the stuff you can't do. Like, you can't you can't say, hey, if you uh, hook me up with a little something, I'll make sure your business gets mentioned on the air mm-hmm. between you and me. That's the thing you can't do. And, of course, everybody, and Tim undoubtedly has, has worked with people like this. Everybody has worked with some DJ. that, it, it would, that I used to work with a guy that every, if you tuned in late at night, and I won't even identify the market. If you tuned in late at night, you know, 12.30, 1 a.m., you would always hear these mysterious references where you would go, Hey, I want to thank Sully's Pizzeria. Boy, that's a great place. Have you gone there lately? What a fine pizza they have there. It really is just wonderful. Boy, I just uh, I can't say enough good things about Sully's Pizzeria. Like, for no reason. Well, of course, the reason was that they had just brought him a pizza for free. So that's the sort of thing you can't do. Uh, however, the pizza is going to be appearing upstairs. I think we've paid for that. And uh, it normally is from Bellagio, which Tim is saying he can eat. Yes. Is that true? That's true. Okay, excellent. Fantastic. Uh, uh, I'm so going up there at 1230. All right. Uh, it's a couple of things. A, please to now be addressing Rick Emerson. Uh, all the, so you heard yesterday's program and all the unpleasantness that that entailed. Uh, the whole... I had friends actually call me after the show and ask if that was put on because they were really uncomfortable we don't, listening. We don't put things on no, in this program. This actually happens. This is Rick's life. We are not the Phil Hendry program. Uh, we did, This is not a... We don't what do, is the Phil Hendry program? I don't know. It used to be on the air somewhere. Yeah. We uh, this is we don't fabricate kooky dramas between people or whatever. No, so um, 
So yeah, so my, so as soon as I got off the air, of course, I if you didn't hear yesterday, I pointed out uh, that I had completely choked this year and forgotten my wife's birthday. I just spaced like I I knew about it a few weeks in advance. And then, like, I remembered it, like, too late, but I didn't remember it a couple days in advance. So I, I completely... So basically, the short story is that Rick forgot her birthday. I totally did. Now, as I always, as I have to say a thousand times this week, in my own defense, and I've been saying that about multiple things, not even just this. Upstairs this morning, I found myself going, well, look, in my own defense, I... Uh, that is the most commonly that used... That in my lexicon. I didn't... Like, who says that over and me, over again? Me, this week. Uh, yeah, so I I totally choked and forgot my wife's birthday, and I just got the just got the riot act read to me on the air yesterday. Just just an unbelievable. And so I called her after the show and I'm sorry, I don't deserve to live and everything. And so um, and I and I did the whole thing of like it was so I want to go out to dinner somewhere and to to and she actually um, to be fair in my own defense what. No. no, I'm I, saying no. no I, I, I did all. I right. did all the things that I was supposed to do. I, I said, well, hey, how about I come home and clean the kitchen? How about I come home and how about we go out to dinner at the place of your? And she has actually been. She spent this whole last couple of weeks remodeling our basement, uh, and so she was sort of ensconced in that. But what what she did do is this. She flat out. She just told me this last night when I talked to her on the phone. She. She said because um, she had cooled off considerably by the time we talked after the show, and um, and I opened with a joke as I always do because that's the Rick Emerson way because this guy is uh, a mono bed playing underneath you yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey baby, so let me tell you, um, so this guy had sent me this this uh, uh, bootleg copy of Charles Manson's solo record. This guy Rick had sent this to me and it's like, hey, I know you're a big Manson fan, so here you go. Here's Charles Manson's solo album, and. Um, which it occurs to me, by the way, I left that in the car stereo this morning. So that's the first thing she heard when she turned on the car. When she turned on the car this morning, Charles Manson singing, coming out of the speaker. <laughs> Sorry, honey. Um, You're so weird. Anyway, but so I called. You're I called so her lucky yesterday. Anybody married you? I called her yesterday after the show, and I opened with a joke. I'm like, so. Uh, Hey, you so opened I, with a joke. You're talking about your life and your relationship with your wife. Okay, so I'm calling my wife, not a and joke. I open with a joke. Well, I do. I, I that's a, I try. I was trying to break the ice because who knew? I didn't know what kind of mood she was going to be in when she answered the phone. And fair point. Really, my charm, such as it is, is really the only thing I have going for me. It's not like my looks, my anything are going to get me anywhere. It's really only my rakish and roguish wit. Uh, so she answered the phone, and I said, uh, I said hello. And she said hello, and I said. So I found the perfect thing. I've got this Charles Manson bootleg CD for you. And that actually did elicit a chuckle. She actually did chuckle at it. She said, that'll be fine. Thank you very much. Um, and I just said, do you want to go out to dinner? Do you want to whatever? I'm a jerk. Do you want to go out to dinner? And then people can line up at the table and just kick me in the scrotum. And uh, she said, well, I'm actually working in the basement, so I'll probably be just be sticking at home tonight. And then she said, she was just, she cut right to the chase. She said, she said, A, when you get home, there's going to be a list uh, printed on the computer of all the holidays you must remember and what I want for each. This list must be followed. Uh, I do have that. I might post it on my blog later. I got her permission to do that. I might actually post the list. Oh, that's not a might. You have to. That she wrote. I, I want to make sure that the, I want to go back and, and make sure that I've got it. I think I sent it to myself. Um, and, and then she said, you know, I'm working in the basement, so here's the thing. Just uh, because I was already kind of, uh, I was already going to the electronic store Christmas stuff. And she's like, I need the following nine things for the basement. You will go. You will spend as much time as it takes to find them. You will, you, you know, you will haggle if necessary. You will talk to clerks. You will go to multiple locations. You will buy the following nine items for my basement remodeling, and you will come home with them tonight. Goodbye now. And so that was it. So I went out to, uh, sorry, I went to Fry's. Oh, yeah, that's when I talked to you. Yeah, I was on my way to Fry's. I went to Fry's, 
totally got it taken care of, found almost everything she needed. Uh, and uh, actually, one of the things I had already been planning on getting her anyway. So I did, I, I checked like five things off the the list of stuff that she needed for her basement. And, uh, and then, of course, tonight I will be installing all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I bought a bunch of stuff for her basement. Tonight I will be down in a small, dank, concrete room uh, underneath ground level installing all of said items in our basement. So there you go. So, you know. Not a perfect solution, but it is. It is. It, it's what I got. Uh, so we'll, uh, you know. I'll, I'll All try right. To, what's a good start? No, it's a good start. I uh, will try to. Uh, I'll try to post that list uh, later today of the holidays that I have to, and it, it really is pretty great, actually. So I'm kind of freaked out today. You know, I have the Muppet here. Ah, uh, that's your dog. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um. So they're inspecting my apartment because I think. Um, because of roaches. Mice. No, because Rats. my upstairs. Perhaps maybe one of the uh, people yeah. who lives in the building is getting kicked out, uh-huh. and so they're um, they're looking at all of our apartments. And I'm kind of freaked out because I actually um, started painting my kitchen, uh-huh. but never really quite finished it. So it's just like bright red like streaks so you all just over look the like wall. Looks like you got high one night and did half. Seriously, the house. it looks like crap. And um, like the old people, the first people that I rented it from, they said that I could paint the you know I could paint the walls whatever color I wanted to. Yeah. But now it's a different rental company, and I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble. How is the rental company going to feel about that? And I haven't signed a new contract with this rental company. Tim Riley, Slumlord? I have not. Uh, I'm Tim a month-to-month tenant. Your microphone is off. Oh, I was speaking in the business sense. That's okay. Are you a month-to-month tenant? Yes. Okay. I, I suppose you can paint anything you want, really. I mean, all they can do is... That's what I thought, yeah, because yeah. I still have the tape and stuff up on the borders. It's just not all finished. Yeah, all they can do is, is yell at you. And Tim Riley? So, um, so when all that wa- dirty water went through my um, ceiling into my kitchen. This is like being a doctor mm-hmm. at a cocktail party. I yeah. have Do you have renter's insurance? I don't have renter's insurance. you got to have renter's insurance. Oh, you're screwed. I'm screwed? Yep. Sorry. You have to have renter's insurance. Yep. Okay, well, I don't. You, that's, no, 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 seriously. Because, like, if, if the ceiling caves in, a fire destroys everything, it's cheap, and it'll... So should I get it now in case the ceiling caves in from yes. all the water damage? Yeah, well, something could happen tomorrow. Please okay, because I think it is because the ceiling's starting you to crack. You have to have okay. renter's insurance. Get that rental insurance. No, 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 sir, I'm not trying to be your dad about this. No, but you're like, kind of you... panicking me, though. Okay, well, where do I get renter's insurance? How do I do such a thing? Any insurance company. I just call an insurance company. And I will say, off the off the air. I will recommend one. Oh, okay. Um, so I don't want to do it on the air, but off the air. Okay, because so I left them a note asking them to clean my floor because it's really stinky. No, no, no. You gotta get you gotta get renter's insurance. Not because anything's gonna happen, but because it could happen. Same reason you gotta have car insurance. That's worth it, but they're but they're paying to repair all of the other stuff. Well, it's their building, but renter's insurance is not to repair the building. Renter's insurance is like if the ceiling caves in and destroys everything you own. Okay. Like so it's it, not protecting the building; it's protecting my assets. It's protecting because right, it protect you know, an apartment is a place for your stuff. Yeah. So you know, let's. What if all of your stuff is destroyed? Your record collection, a computer, a television, rugs that you may bring in and put down, a bed. That's true, and it does look like the house is pretty much falling apart. Yeah. Because I love that. I mean, that's the price you pay. And you may say to yourself, "Well, I don't own anything really valuable." But you know what? Say that to yourself if it's all destroyed. Say, "Well, it wasn't worth anything anyway." I mean. You know, having yeah. to replace all that stuff is not going to be fun if, if it gets, you know, a fire, whatever. you got to have renter's insurance. Okay, I'll get, I'll have renter's insurance by the end of the show. Sounding like Bruce Williams. I know, I'm sorry. Kiddos, now did I'm you have panic. a lawyer? And make sure you have car insurance, too, in case you accidentally uh, step on the gas instead of the brake and put the house one of these days. <laughs> then you'll need both. Uh, two, a uh, couple observations here, then we got a break. A, I was at Fry's last night, as I said. I wrote this down to myself, and I mailed myself this question at 7.20 last night. Um... It, who has boom boxes at this point? I went to a seminar a couple years ago. Was here. A seminar about how to make more money from home? No, it was a radio <laughs> seminar. This woman was playing air checks in the 1980s. 
Well, uh, that makes sense. Boombox. Well, if you're going to play air tricks from the 1980s, that really... Uh... It, it was the Oregon Association of Broadcast. Of course. Uh, they, there was a whole aisle of boomboxes, or as they used to be called in the 80s, ghetto blasters. Uh, the, the, the entire aisle... And you know what I'm talking about, the big, huge, gaudy ones? Yeah. With the two, the double cassette deck in front, like like you need that at this point. Uh, the big ass speakers, it, 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 it looks like the top half of a robot. There's a couple in that little room I used to work at at the old building. And Fry's, it just doesn't make any sense though, because that's so much the city of tomorrow. That place, mm-hmm. it's just it's so bizarre that Fry's would have an entire aisle of boomboxes. I don't really have any other observation to make about it except it was just weird. It was, it's like seeing an entire aisle of like, I don't know. Uh, like an entire aisle of, uh, of of eight-track players or something. It's just... Uh, you can uh, ask somebody there, but they'll give you the wrong answer. Oh, and, and they'll take forever. Yeah. I love fries, but goddamn, do they no, have the exactly worst customer service. Well, Douglas Copeland even knows that in Microsurf, there's a whole little riff about the terrible customer service at fries, <laughs> which you will totally suck up because it's such a great place. Yeah. Um, also, Okay, so that's, that's my one fries observation. Also this... Uh, this is an absolutely true story. Again, we do not create radio flim flammery here. I don't manufacture anecdotes to amuse you. My own life is stupid enough. So I, I get off the air last night, for all the unpleasantness of my wife and the so forth, I go to pick up my laundry. And there is the uh, the laundry that we go to. A lot of the people here use this laundry. Uh, and I've talked about this before. They do washing and folding by the pound. And so I go in, and um, I should say in advance that I'm not trying to uh, the pander in any sort of stereotyping. It's run by a woman who clearly English is at least her second language, quite possibly her ninth language. And so she she drops it. She does what a lot of people who learn English later in life does. She drops articles. She doesn't say like like you talk to the people who are from uh, from Russia, and it's they drop the the and welcome great clip. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You want haircut? Uh, that's totally what it is. Here is tomb of glorious Lenin leader. Uh, so I go over and I go to pick up my laundry, and I'm wearing, I'm wearing just like my one of my Gap button-down shirts or whatever, because almost everything was in the wash. I had almost nothing to wear. So, but I, you know, had this one button down on. I go over, and the woman, she lugs out these two huge bags of, of laundry, most of which are mine, and it's almost all shirts. And she, she says to me, she's and she's just like the greatest person. She's so great, but I don't know how she intended this to come out. But she, she, she goes, oh, you know, she goes, you, you bring, you bring many shirts, and I said, yeah, I have a lot of shirts, and she goes, she goes, yes, you, you, we wash lots of shirts for you, and I said, yes, that is true, and and she said, you know, we also press, also we can press, we wash, also we can press, and I said, oh, that's great, and she goes, just a little more money, we press shirts for you, and I said, okay, that's great, and and then she says this, I swear to you, she says, yes, we press is much better than. And then she just looks at me and kind of waves her hand at me. <laughs> I swear to God, she just waved, like pointed at the shirt I was wearing. She goes, "We press looks much better than." And then the and then and then she just like looked away. So and then then this is exactly the next thing she said, and it was so great I wrote it down. After telling me that she could press my shirts and it would look better than point at me, mm-hmm. um, she then says. Yes, we press. You should try to impress your wife. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think she's a listener. I think she just thinks I dress like a hip. I love honesty. I get my um, nails done at this uh, at this Korean place, uh-huh. and they look at me every time. And they look at my eyebrows, and they're like, "Do you need eyebrow waxing too?" <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I'm okay. They're like, "No, you need eyebrow waxing." They're like, "Nah." Uh-uh. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's a passive aggressive. I like, do. I do appreciate the sort of unfiltered honesty. Uh-huh. She really was just trying to help. 
And she did, I guess she just didn't really know how to convey it other than to point at, like, the shirt I was wearing and indicate that that is not something I should ever have on. Uh, okay, w- real quickly, just a couple other things that we have to have to break here. Um, let's see. I'll do one weird thing and then one disturbing thing. Well, the weird thing is not even really weird. It's just we get this uh, every year. We have now gotten the memo from CBS about what we may and may not say regarding the Super Bowl. Uh, and this is uh, regarding advertising, I believe. Uh, let's see. Yes, and it's marketing and promotion. So we have now gotten the list of what things we can and cannot say regarding the Super Bowl in terms of advertisements or promotions. In other words, if you do like a commercial for like, you know, come buy snack chips. Or if you do, hey, come on down to Dan's Bar and watch. What are they going to watch, Tim? Not the Super Bowl. The big game. The big game is what they're going to watch. Um, so here's things you may not say. Super Bowl, Super Sunday, Super Bowl logo, NFC, uh, AFC, NFL, National Football League, American Football Conference, National Football Conference, the name of any team, the nickname of any team. However, here's how we can refer to it, just because we want to be within the law. Here is how we can refer to it. The professional football championship game in Phoenix. So there you go. That's how, that's how we're required in marketing or, uh, or promotions. We must now refer to the Super Bowl as... The professional football championship game in Phoenix, which really, by the way, does make it sound like we're from some Eastern Bloc country trying to describe Great American Pastime. I will be going to see Great American Pastime Championship football professional game in Phoenix. Uh, I had the Jessica Simpson thing has to wait then. Yes. All right. We got a break. We'll come back. Lisa Desjardins, Steve Castamon. You stay there. I'm reviewing the uh, letter written by my wife here. Did she write the contract as well? Is this the contract? Well, this is basically what it is. It's not so much a contract. I have to sign it. I can't wait to tell Lisa what you did. Well, then, let's get right to it, shall we? From the hills, CNN radio correspondent and future Rick Emerson Lothar, uh, Lisa Desjardins. Hi, Lisa. I can't imagine that's true. Why would that be true? Why don't I just uh, busy myself with readying this blog post, and Sarah can talk to you for a few. So Rick and his wife have been together for many years, and they've been married for a few. He forgot her birthday. Hi. Oh. Completely forgot <laughs> it. She had to remind him later on in the day, around dinner time, that it was her birthday. Oh, and not only no. did he forget it, he never even bought her anything in the first place. <laughs> See, now here's... You know, Seamus, our oh, friend Seamus right. suggested something that I could have done but did not. I did not take the Weasley way out. Which is, and this was Seamus' suggestion on, the, on my MySpace. He's like, you know, dude, you totally should have just claimed that you purchased something on Amazon, but it hadn't arrived yet, and then actually gone there and had it overnighted. So he's like, that's, yeah. I totally would have done that. I would have claimed it was in the mail and then immediately gotten on the Internet that night and I had it overnighted for like $100. So I did well, not now, do that. Now the Emerson Nation, I feel like Amazon's going to get a lot of overnight orders in the next five months. It's a months great idea. Happens. Yeah. No, there were two great ideas. One was that, claiming, baby, it's in the mail, and then, you know, having it like FedEx. The other great idea was, and this is a woman who suggested this, it, creating in advance several uh, small wrapped gifts and sort of generic-y loving cards, stashing them all around the house, and that way, if you are ever caught unawares by a holiday, <laughs> you're like, you, know, you forgot my birthday. No, I didn't. Hold on. Duck into the bathroom, and, you know, it's up there in the rafters. You pull that out, here's your birthday present. Which is a great idea. That is fan-freaking-tastic, and I am totally... That is a fantastic idea. And because my wife is not listening today, I'm going to do that. That's a thing I'm going to do. <laughs> that plan is going into effect, like, today. 
So no, my I wife. I do that too. I'm bad. I'm bad with dates. I'm bad. Like I, I've never gotten a birthday, but that, but I, I'm pretty bad. Well, you know, people like it's you and I. a special kind of person to forget a birthday. Lisa, you and I, we've got things to remember. We've got uh, dates to keep fixed in mind. We've Don't got... lump Lisa into your category. I'm, I'm trying to bring her into my tent here. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> I'm trying to bring her under the Emerson umbrella. <clears throat> so I will be posting this in my blog letter. I think this is my wife has created now a list of holidays that I am required to remember and what I have to give her for each. Oh, well done. Yeah. Well done on that. Yeah, that's Good. exactly what I thought. Yeah. Uh, hmm. All right, then. Uh, so you were off for a couple of days. Big happenings in the world of... Uh, oh, by the way, you know the CNN website still calls you Lisa Goddard? I know. You know, it's a hell that... You know, what's funny is I'm actually in St. Petersburg, Florida for the Republican debate right now, and I'm yes. look, looking at Duncan Hunter and Anderson Cooper on the stage, and you know, come in to get my credentials, and, and <laughs> not only does it not have Desjardins, but it has... Laura Goddard. Laura so Goddard. That's yeah. fantastic. And by fantastic, I mean horrible. Um, <laughs> so apparently, Wolf Blitzer had trouble. With, yeah, it's a, it's just a, it's a bloody mess right now with the name. And I'm actually kind of enjoying it. I feel like I have multiple personas. You know, I, I was telling Amanda Moyer, I, I put my glasses on and I feel like one person. I take them off. I feel like another. So you sort of got like yeah. a Clark Kent, Lisa Desjardins thing going on. That's what it is. That's exactly what it is. All right. So what time? <clears throat> pardon me, a little something there. Uh, what time Pacific time does the uh, does this debate start? What time is Pacific specifically? On the it's 5 p.m. 5 p.m. Pacific uh, is when this debate. 5 p.m. Pacific. Yeah. All right. Five, five, to, five to seven. And this is this is a, a YouTube uh, debate. Uh, this it is, is. A, so. Are all of the questions in this debate coming from like YouTubers or or they or? Right. So, you know, and you know, the, the, these debates two hours long, and when you're going into the debate, two hours of these guys, even to us who cover them, it, it sounds like a long period of time. We've talked about this after the Democratic debate, which went pretty fast, but in these two hours for the YouTube debate, they fit in 40 questions. They're all video questions. There's a huge screen, and that's why these candidates, Duncan Hunter, and uh, we had John McCain was here a few minutes ago, spend more time on stage before the debate uh, because they have a special monitor in their podium that they look at, and it's it's all this crazy cyber internet world that uh, they didn't have as kids. Did so you they, did you really just trickier. say did you really just say it's this crazy cyber internet world? Yeah, it's, it's a, a crazy series of tubes. It is it is it is a series of tubes. All right, so right, the Google the Google is also a key factor. Uh, do you let me ask you this? Do you lament as I do that we are now raising a generation of children who don't really know how to spell the word Google nor what it actually means? I do. I lament. I lament. I lament many things that touch on that exact subject. All right. Uh, so okay. So for the actual debate, did you see this thing about how Mike Huckabee is somehow polling uh, ahead of the pack in Iowa? Yeah, that's right. And I mean, now he's he's got to watch it because he he doesn't want to peak right now. He needs to keep that momentum going if he's going to make it to January third. But there's only there's 36 days between now and the Iowa vote and. These guys are scared. You're going to see them, I think, take some shots at Huckabee because he's got that that special prize vote that they all love. The, the conservative, fundamentalist Christian voters, they're all going with him. Thompson is not really getting them the way he had wanted to. Well, you know, the thing about Fred Thompson is he really should have just come in like like the week before the nomination. Uh, and just been like, hey, I'm Fred Thompson, hunt for Red October, and they would have brought him, you know, he would have swept in on a, <laughs> really, he would have been swept That's in on a, on a wave of like, hey, uh, he's somebody different, and we kind of recognize him. But I mean, That's true. Uh, it is our assessment here at CBS Radio Portland, and this is only our assessment, is that just, he, ha uh, you know, he's like gum in which the flavor was almost immediately chewed out. 
You know, it's funny. I mean, he definitely does have a different style, and that's what his people will tell you, that he, he is just as vigorous as anybody else. It's just his style is a little flatter, a little more a little more John Wayne, cowboy, uh-huh. slow talker. But, you know, I don't know. I, it definitely doesn't feel that way to me. It does It does feel like he has less energy when he's out campaigning um, than the other guys. And also, he's you know, and we were just watching last night his appearance on uh, ABC with George Stephanopoulos. You know, when he clearly didn't know some really basic facts about the things that he was talking about, and he admitted, well, I, I just based my opinion on what I read in the papers, and I, I didn't really know. Yeah, so he, he, had some, he has some real problems, I think, as a serious candidate. But, uh, but, you know, he's got a chance tonight to try and get back on track. That was going to be my question. So what are the, I mean, last, with the Democratic debate, it was a whole lot of let's see uh, Obama and Hillary go at it, and everybody else just sort of look, you know, let's see Joe Biden look sad that no one was calling on him. What, what should we be looking for tonight? Like, what, what, is, what should we be watching out for? Yeah, it, 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 it's going to be a game of dodgeball where everyone is an individual team. Some folks are going to gang up on Huckabee. You're going to see them go after his record as governor in Arkansas. They're going to bring up maybe maybe they might imply some ethics violations, some ethics investigations against him. Talk, they'll talk about taxes and immigration on Huckabee. Giuliani, they're going to talk about um, his record also in New York, maybe not being what people thought it was, but also kind of how this they're going to get across this idea that Giuliani uh, might do whatever he has to do. He might do anything to win, kind of, that he's done things in the past, he's hired people in the past, like Bernard Carrick, uh, that now are shady. Bring those kinds of things up with him, as well as immigration and abortion classics. Romney, it'll be your same flip-flopper stuff with him, but he's got to really try and get some distance in this debate, especially in Florida. Giuliani's way ahead, and Florida will be on the third day of major contests for Democrats, or for Republicans, rather. Uh, So Romney, you're going to see him go, I think, mostly after Giuliani, but you're going to see him and Giuliani fighting Huckabee Thompson. I think you're going to hear him. This is what one thing I'm most excited about, to hear his scripted quips and to see how they go, if they actually are funny this time as opposed to last time when they really, really didn't quite make sense. So I'm, I'm excited to see what his little jokes are going to be and how they go. I am all over this. I am setting my TiVo remotely as we speak uh, so I can watch <laughs> this tonight. So I do feel just one little observation uh, and then just a brief off-topic question before you have to go. Um I do feel Romney's not going to be president. He's not going to be elected to presidency anyway. Uh, But I do feel like he could really be a good. I feel like he has a strong chance of being the vice presidential candidate because he. I think that's true. He just because it's a way for Americans who are maybe a little bit uh, skittish about uh, his faith or his uh, Mm -hmm. flip flopping to sort of split the difference. Um, You know, and and people love. People do think that is a man who can. Take charge yeah. of a business or a situation and fix it. And, it, and, and it's, it's a it is, that. exactly, and it's a way for people who maybe are a little uneasy about those things to kind of go, well, okay, it's like training wheels, you know, for the first four years or whatever. Um, you are the first person to make to, to make that forecast, and I think you've got a chance of being right. You write down the time that I've that, heard. That I've heard. You yeah. write, write down the date and time Rick Emerson said that. Secondly, <laughs> right, and, all right. And, and then and then I will let you go because I know you're very busy. This is totally off topic, but and you don't need to respond to this if you don't want to. But have you heard or are you aware of the buzz right now about Trent Lott? Yes, I'm very aware of it. All right, so you know what I'm referring to. I know exactly what you're referring to, and I just think Trent Lott is not Larry Craig, and I, you know, not you know, who knows what the truth is about what these guys do away from the Capitol. It wouldn't shock me that anybody at, at the Capitol was uh, had a whole other life. But I just think it, it doesn't stick to Trent Lott the way it stuck with Larry Craig because it just 
it's just not the same. All right. But, but who knows? Uh, the, working with Trent Lott a lot, it just it's not the same. All right, uh, and I'll, and for people who don't know what we're talking about, I'll kind of uh, clear that up a little later. I'll, 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 uh, yeah, I'm sorry to cut cut through that. I that, can tell you're 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 getting close to break. No, yeah. no, 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 it's okay. And it's just I and I, I really don't want to put you in a position of talking about something that is uh, scurrilous gossip at best right now. So. Uh, it, but, it definitely is, and, and every, we've had a series of emails within CNN about this story, and every single one has the subject line, which I'm going to get myself into trouble with, subject line, not for recording, in all caps. All right. And it's been just t- dozens of emails on this subject, so, yeah. So here's how we will split this difference. Uh, we will uh, bid farewell uh, for now, and then I will uh, talk about the, the, this story a little bit so people know what we were talking about just now. Uh, and then are you on tomorrow? Uh, you know, I'll be back in Washington. They, they may tell you that I'm not available, but I but I will be I will be available for you guys to so tell them that, that that you already talked to me about it. All right, because right. my plane lands at like uh, you know at uh, you know one thirty our time in D.C., so I've got plenty of time. Will do. All right, uh, have a great time tonight. Uh, I'll be watching the debate, and we'll talk to you tomorrow then. All right, great. Thank you, Lisa Desjardins, ladies and gentlemen, or Laura Goddard, as CNN refers to her. Okay, so, these Trentlot rumors may be found in my blog. I and I didn't want to put Lisa. You heard what she said, actually. That the official word from CNN is "do not discuss, do not report," and that's why I figured that was the case. That's why I didn't want to put her in the position of a comment of it. But Larry Flint, America's hero, confirmed that Trent Lott. And again, we should say at the outset, uh, as we always do with these things, by way of preamble, uh, that we in the Rick Emerson Show are not Puritans nor prudes, not intolerant in any way. The people do what people do, whatever. And I, I believe. Uh, I believe the only re- I and mean, I think we have the same problem with people that uh, Larry Flint has when they presume to pass uh, some sort of biblical-esque moral judgment on others, um, you know, such as, uh, oh, I don't know, fighting against gay rights legislation or opposing gay marriage. So the story is that Trent Lott was a target of Larry Flint's investigation, and this is we are simply reporting what has been discussed here. Um, the rumor was that Larry Flint was investigating Trent Lott, and that Trent Lott retired because, I'm quoting now from a story about this story, that Trent Lott feared being outed as, quote, a boy renter. Now, we are not saying that it's true. All we are saying is that the story is out that Larry Flint was investigating Trent Lott for being profoundly, um, profoundly, uh, uh, What's the word? Well, anyway. a boy renter. I wasn't going to see because we. I, no, I mean, the, you know, you're saying it's uh, allegedly. I'm saying, saying alleged. I'm saying that the. the I mean, no and I think Larry Flint has that. now. I think. Conf- I think uh, Larry Flint has now confirmed that he was looking into Trent Lott. Uh, I'm trying to find that out right now. Uh, you know, and again, you know, whatever. I don't care about anybody's uh, personal predilections. I really don't. Doesn't matter to me at all. Uh, tap your tap your foot wherever you want to, and with whomever, and whatever, uh, you know. But if you're somebody elected to office because you're going to preserve family values, which of course is code for heterosexual marriage, uh, you know, then you ought not to be out there, you know, whatever. Just you know. Anyway, uh, so uh, Larry Flint has posted. Let's see. Um, uh, Larry Flint says. Um, Hustler Magazine has received numerous inquiries regarding um, Trent Lotz. He has been the target of an ongoing Hustler investigation for some time now. So Larry Flint has confirmed that Hustler was looking into Trent Lott, again, allegedly, uh, because Trent Lott is, uh, you know, was a uh, quote, unquote, boy renter. So, anyway, there you go. 
So yeah. that's what I was asking Lisa about. And apparently okay. CNN is not going to report on that. So, and, and you know, and we we are simply reporting that it was an investigation to Hustler magazine. So can I ask? I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I think that's male. I think it's male. Well, what do you mean? But like, what? So they, he's alleging that he rents male prostitutes. I think it's male prostitutes. I do, but that's boy renter. I do believe means, yeah, that you are. Uh, okay. You know that you're picking up, you know, the male male tricks or whatever. I get. I, I'm assuming. You'd have to ask Scotty J really to be sure, but I'm pretty sure that's what that means. Uh, and you know, and what you know. It's a big world, and everybody can do what they want, but it does just, I think, frustrate, flummox, and irritate a lot of people that the guys who are busted for this are the same guys who then go down to the Senate floor and they cast some vote uh, to, uh, you know, to completely shut out X percent of American society and you know, to implicitly, if not explicitly, condemn their behavior as unnatural or immoral or all of the above. Uh, you know, and then they're at home uh, you know, calling uh, you know, Vito to come over and give them a rubdown or something. So it's just, you know... It just, I think, sits sits poorly uh, with people. Okay. Uh, well, theoretically, Steve Kastenbaum's going to be calling us. Steve Kastenbaum's going to be calling us here in a second. Slipped into DJ voice there for a second. Um, but, you know, I don't really know. So, that being said, let me read this creepy Jessica Simpson story. All right. Who knows the story I'm about to read? All right. Oh, yes, I do. I'm gonna, I'll send Steve an email right now. Jessica, well, it's, it's prob- the thing is, it's probably too late at this point. Okay. If, if he doesn't call within the next minute or two... Because we're coming up on a break. we got the news hour to get to. Get all the stuff, things. Uh, report. Jessica Simpson's dad, of course, set her up with Tony Romo. Jessica Simpson can thank her father-slash-manager-slash-creepy-leching guy, Joe Simpson, for her new beau, Dallas Cowboy star Tony Romo, the New York Post gossip column, page 6 reports. Joe and Tony have been friendly for a while. Joe's a huge Dallas Cowboy fan. He even said on his website a year ago, or Tony said on his website, that he um, had a crush on Jessica Simpson. Jessica had been in Nashville and Dallas recording her new country album. When Tony found out, he called Joe Simpson and says, I know your daughter's not dating anybody. Jessica Simpson's like 50 at this point. Guy calling Joe Simpson, which, by the way, is just an indication of how everybody is aware that that's some bizarre, weird, messed-up, dysfunctional family. That is so creepy. Um, anyway, so blah, da, da, blah, da, da, blah. So, earlier this month, Simpson told the view, Ron, Simpson told the view that she wants a real man, and one who likes babies. <laughs> All right, well, there you go, so there's that. Um... Well, I probably shouldn't get into anything else here. Let me just read a couple of emails. Uh, you saw my uh, the, the blog posting. Yes, How do you feel you... about that? Is it okay? Oh, it's perfect. All right. Lars genius. All right. So I'm going to post this. Let's see here. Uh, I'm posting this now. So you can go to rickemerson.com, by the way. There you go. All right. It's 503-733-2970. Let me read this email. Rick, uh, this email says... So what you're saying is you forgot your wife's birthday and now she's gone and done all your work for you by making the holidays, by marking all the holidays and telling you what to buy her, removing any and all doubt as to what to do. I am failing to see any downside to this. It sounds like in the long term you may be the winner. Um, well, I will. It does actually simplify things quite a bit for me. So you know, I like the way it's worded. It's very clever. Now that she's, you know, what I was talking to Todd the Corpse about this uh, a while back. Actually, he was talking about how he, you know, he fancies himself kind of a sharp guy, but his wife it just opens her mouth and completely shames him with her knowledge about things. And he asked me if that ever happens. And I've said for the longest time that my wife is both smarter and funnier than I am. Uh, she has an amazing ability to turn a phrase to sort of sum things up. Uh, it, it just with an economy of words. Because I just sort of say everything with the most words possible. I just sort of do this verbal carpet bombing, and I hope that there's something funny in there somewhere. 
and my wife sort of lays back, like in the tall grass, in the weeds, and then she comes out and just says, like, one line that is just perfectly crafted and phrased and put together uh, that's just hilarious. And way funnier than I am. Um, all right, well, let's just break here, shall we? Because it's like five till. So at this point, hey, Richie, at this point, if Steve calls, would you apologize to him? Uh, but let him know that, uh, that we are probably not going to be able to take his call today. We're sort of behind time. So, uh, all right. It's 503-733-2970. Tim Riley, when we return, will we have news from ye? Oh, yes. Plenty. All right. Fantastic. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Rick Emerson radio program. I'm sorry, what were you saying about the mist? So I shouldn't see it by myself? Oh, I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. I, mean, but it's I won't scary be there. Enough. I don't know that anybody being there is going to make it less scary, frankly. Okay. Because really, at the end of the night, you're alone in your own head. So. <laughs> and in my own apartment. Seriously. So, I, you know what? If he Is he bailing out of the movie? No, I haven't heard back from him. I don't know. I'm just because saying. He was out pretty late last night. I know you know, I, look, maybe he'll go with you, maybe he won't, but it doesn't matter because you're going to be alone in the pitch blackness of your own room later on tonight when the monsters come for you. So <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, your personal savior, Tim Riley. Time for the Rick Emerson Noon News Hour from AM 970 Solid State Radio. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Speaking movies have a four-page ad here for Johnny Depp Christmas movie entitled Sweeney Todd. Oh, yeah, that's the musical about the barber that kills people, right? I guess so. I guess. I know that I'm supposed to know about it. All I know about Sweeney Todd, uh, two things. Uh, a, well, really, no, it's just A. Uh, it, it, that Sweeney Todd is in that Kevin Smith film, Jersey Girl. That that's the, uh, the what they do on stage. They do the musical of Sweeney Todd, which I guess is uh, hilarious because he's a because it's like children doing a pageant about a barber who I guess cuts people's throats. So it is Tim Burton and Johnny Depp, and that you know you can't ever really ever go wrong with that combination. Let's see here. Um, yeah, there you go. Directed by Tim Burton, screenplay by John Logan, mm-hmm. uh, starring uh, J- Johnny Depp is. Johnny Depp is Sweeney Todd. He ceased to be my hero after he sold out to Disney. Who? Johnny Depp. Really? Yeah. Oh, here we go. So it was a musical by... I did not know this. Uh, it was a musical by Stephen Sondheim uh, and Hugh Wheeler. Wheeler? I barely knew her. And so... Uh, I believe Stephen Sondheim is going to be here in March, and he's going to be interviewed by Frank Rich on stage. I thought he was dead. I'm glad he's not, but I thought Stephen Sondheim was dead. Maybe it's another Stephen. But I thought that's what I read. Stephen Baldwin? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, there you go. So, no, no, no. I hear good things about this. It's just, uh, I just have such a limited knowledge. Of, oh, by the way, uh, before we actually do the news here. So, yesterday I did my top five show tunes. Uh, today we'll do the top five underplayed Zeppelin songs because we that Zeppelin contest we're doing. Uh, Sarah, tomorrow you are doing your top five show tunes? Yes. All right. Fantastic. Tim, Friday, top five show tunes? I suppose I could, yes. Excellent. Fantastic. Then it'll be a clean sweep. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here is Tim Riley. So another big storm is coming in. Expect the rain to move into the area at 4 o'clock, the minute I step off the map. And you know what happens is that big storm happens, and the, it comes through, and then about an hour later, this heavy white fog descends on everything. Mm-hmm. And that's that's just about the time you take the dogs out for the bathroom yeah. breaks, too. Mm-hmm. What time are you going to see the movie, sir? Um, I don't know, like around 4.35. That's so great. See, so mm-hmm. by the time you get out of the mist, uh, the mist will actually be here. Fantastic. Wonderful. Okay. So this heavy rain is going to stick around through the night into the morning. The snow level dropped to 500 feet overnight. That means 
They could see snow in the uh, richer neighborhoods of Portland. Yes. So that's that. That's okay. They have people to take care of that. They do. Uh, then we have a man accused of stealing thousands of dollars from his church in Battleground. He has been elected to public office in his town. Uh, Art Nelson faces 12 counts of theft. He goes on trial December 19th. Members of the Grace Fellowship of Ridgefield, where Nelson is a deacon, claimed he wrote himself thousands of dollars worth of checks that were actually meant for charity. Meanwhile, the special election results have been tallied, and Nelson has come out on top of for his bid for the, a seat in the uh, uh, Battleground City Council. Well, there's salt-of-the-earth people there in Battleground. So, they're very forgiving. Make it out to Reverend Cash, please. Yes. Uh, oh, uh, speaking of court, well, let's talk about the O.J. thing. He has pled not guilty to armed robbery charges in Vegas. Do you understand all of those charges? Yes, sir. And to all of those charges, how do you plead, Mr. Simpson? Not guilty. <laughs> Uh, yes, he uh, replied to several questions uh, by the judge, Jackie Glass. Is Orenthal James Simpson your true name? Yes, Your Honor. How old are you, sir? 60. Yes. How far have you gone in school? Jameson Media College. Do you read, write, and... That took a long time to come up with that answer. What did, I don't even know. What was the answer? He said the yes. senior year of college? I think so. I think he dropped out of senior year of college. All right. I know the feeling. I don't really care that much. Uh, the judge reads the counts against O.J. Counts one, conspiracy to commit a crime. Ooh. Count two, conspiracy to commit kidnapping. Uh. Count three, conspiracy to commit robbery. Count four, burglary while in possession of a deadly weapon. Count five and count six, first degree kidnapping with use of a deadly weapon. Counts seven and eight, robbery with use of a deadly weapon. Count nine and ten, assault with a deadly weapon. And counts 11 and 12, coercion with the use of a deadly weapon. I don't know. Really, honestly, once they get into double digits and the number of counts, that is God telling you to cop a plea. Plead out, OJ. Let me ask you this. Does it sound linguistically inaccurate to you guys when they say someone pleaded not yes, guilty? Yes, I always say pled. 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 I, pleaded doesn't sound like it could possibly be right. It's well, like it's the, like to lodge somebody in jail. Yeah, it doesn't, Bruce hates that word too. It, it seems like it doesn't. It seems that it doesn't really work uh, somehow. Uh, it's like here's the other thing. You know, do you realize I am now? I'm going to be 35 years of age, and I do not know. Like, You're now in the geezer demographic. It's true. I'm going to be leaving. Uh, I'm going to be leaving the lower end of our own target demographic soon. Um, so I am. As I said, but out of school now for God, whatever, sixteen years, something like that, and I still don't know swim, swam, or swum, drink, drunk, or drank. Oh. I just don't, and uh, don't bother calling about it because you'll explain it and then I won't remember it. Uh, but I still don't know how to do that. It's like the um, but you don't need it. She and I went to the mall. Her and me went to the mall, or whatever it is. And I know that there's a whole k trick you can do in your head, but it's like it, the trick takes more time than it's even worth. So I just don't do it, so I just guess. I just say kind of whatever sounds right at the time. Everybody has their own sort of linguistic Achilles heel. That's mine right there. All right. Here's Tim Riley. Well, a man to sleep in his bed narrowly escaped injury early this morning after a car came crashing through the wall of his bedroom. Uh, Maria Mendoza of Salem was traveling on Highway 9090 at quarter three this morning when she fell asleep at the wheel. Her Honda Civic left the roadway, crashed through a wooden fence, and smashed into the rear section of a home occupied by Nathan Irv. The car came to a stop about two feet from the bed in which he was sleeping. Uh, neither Irv nor Mendoza were injured, and no citation. Irv doesn't sound like a real name. Irv sounds yeah. like Irv sounds like some, just some sort e of ERV. Irv. E so it's not even short for Irving. No, that's his last name. Irv. Oh, Irv. E R V. Right. Nathan Irv. Is that so? I, it, it seems like it's some sort of a uh, 
like a uh, titling suffix, like Esquire, mm-hmm. like ESQ, <laughs> like, you know, John Smith, Irv. Uh, Rick, you will totally love the movie Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. It is not only about an insane barber that slits the throats of uh, those who've wronged him, but then he drops them into a pit and the neighbor cuts them up and cooks them into meat pies. Also, there is singing. So what we have is Johnny Depp killing Tim Burton, cannibalism, Alan Rickman, and it's a musical. Also based on a true story. And Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, really? Fantastic. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, uh, Kara sent me an email about this a while back, because she's like a big theater nerd, and we, we, we were talking about... It might have even been Sweeney Todd. It might have been this same movie that I then forgot about. Uh, and she sent me a big thing saying it was a bunch of killing and singing and dancing and Alan Rickman. I mean, Alan Rickman. I'm sold on that right there. All right, here's Tim Riley. A woman in a wheelchair was killed early this morning when she was hit by a vehicle crossing Southeast McLaughlin Boulevard in Southeast. I mean, this woman, oh, jeez. She just got off a TriMet bus, which is bad enough. So, like, she escaped death in one place. Uh, and was crossing the road in an unmarked area, which is Jennings Avenue at Boardman, at 6 o'clock this morning when it's still dark. And she's struck by a dark-colored vehicle, possibly a, a Ford. Uh, police said the suspect vehicle was a red van, but later they uh, changed their mind. The victim was struck in the middle of the road. The vehicle didn't stop. The woman had a uh, serious injury. She died at OHSU. Now, was she... So she, she's crossing in the dark, an unmarked area in the bad section of town, after getting off a bad bus. And an unmarked area means not at a crosswalk. Right. I'll believe that. I'm sorry. That's, that's, a, lack, that's a lack that. of Christmas spirit. I reserved that joke until after you told me that she crossed, like, in the dark with no crosswalk, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. It wasn't like a riddle. Okay, here's what's great about this Sweeney Todd thing. Here's why I'm already sold. And then I'll pass this to Sarah so she can also go. Also, let me just talk about the, the, the quality of paper the New York Times is using. It's only the Sunday paper. Do they use a heavier stock of paper on Sunday? Or is it no. just specific for this ad? This feels... For that ad. This, this ad. They want you to feel that ad. Such ner- feel that ad. Tap that ad. Um, the... um, have you haven't seen a trailer for that yet? No. Oh, I, when I when saw American Gangster, I saw the trailer. Literally, all I know about this is when I saw the little kids do it in Jersey Girl. That's it. Um, here's why I love this. A, this is a creepy ad. B, you know, cannibalism. And then it's rated R. These two things are right next to each other in the ad. Rated R for, quote, graphic bloody violence. And then it just says, coming this Christmas. So I do love the idea that this is the big Christmas rollout from uh, DreamWorks. So uh, you should look at this ad. It's pretty It's pretty great, actually. Oh, yeah, and I've been seeing these online for months. Yeah, that's a... It's like a full, that's one, two, three, that's a four-page ad. Tim Burton loves these slanted uh, ceilings. It's the same yeah. one as, as in... Uh, well, he's a big fan of those off and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. He's a big fan of, like, so-called Dutch angles, where everything is sort of off-kilter. Here's Tim Riley. So here's something to look forward to. A group of officials from Washington and Oregon have gotten a recommendation on how to make traffic flow better over the Columbia. Here's what they want to build. A new 12-lane bridge. Uh-huh. Like that's going to happen. It includes the light rail area. Uh, it plans to make a decision on the recommendation in the spring. Uh, building this bridge will only cost $4 billion. Oh, that's great. Well, let's build two of them. Mm-hmm. By the way, according to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, pleaded and pled are interchangeable. They're both equally correct. I like to say pled. Well, yeah, because pleaded just makes you sound like a retard. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so let's not say that. Uh, yeah, ever again. Let's And let's shun anyone who does. We'll put them in the shun pile. All right, here's Tim Riley. Uh, let's see here. Oh, Canada 
Is it did little... you just say, oh, Canada? I did. Oh, Canada. Oh, are they? Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Allegations of shading, shady dealings in the candy Sorry. business are triggering, triggering an investigation north of the border. There are reports out of Toronto that regulators are investigating whether several candy bar makers teamed up in a price-fixing scheme. The Canadian division of Nestle, Canberra, Hershey, and Mars are among the companies being hit by search warrants. The warrants seek reams of documents on their pricing agreements. The companies say they're cooperating with investigators. Mr. Prodnos and Slugworth are sought for questioning. Mm-hmm. Fine. Come on! I just pulled that out of the air. That's fine, fine, fine. Never mind. Don't laugh at it. Don't even acknowledge the fact that I was able to just somehow tie that all up with that. That was jolly. Uh-huh. Oh, Canada. A bank teller had a million reasons to deny this transaction. A man in uh, South Carolina tried to open up a bank account with a million-dollar bill. What's wrong with that? Well, million-dollar bills don't exist. <laughs> the teller refused and called the police when the man started to curse at bank wor- uh, workers. Under arrest is Alexander Smith of Augusta, Georgia. Charged with disorderly conduct, two counts of forgery. The second forgery charge came after investigators learned Smith bought several cartons of cigarettes from a nearby grocery with a stolen check. He has a bail hearing soon. Not as serious as OJ stuff. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. It should be noted, by the way, that Sarah's dog is standing on the counter here in the studio. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hi, Muppet. How are you? Um, <laughs> hey, I, uh, uh, when I was a kid, Showtime had the uh, Legend of Sweeney Todd on, and it, it, it sounds so bad. It had Angela Lansbury in it as the crazy baker lady that, that put the people in the pies. Right. But it was great. I mean, it, I mean, even with Angela Lansbury. No, no. Angela Lansbury is a fine actress. She really is. Mm-hmm. She was oh. in the Manchurian Candidate. Well, okay. I know that we all just think of her as Jessica Fletcher, but uh, right. she yeah. she's a really great actress. Okay. Well, if you say so. The uh, the she was great in that, and the and the story itself is just uh, so good. You'll love it. All I right. can't wait to go see it. Okay. That's no, awesome. I'm I'm sold. Just as that in the New York Times has sold me. Thank you, sir. Well, no, it's, at least they're marketing this correctly, you know, just cannibalism and singing. Not unlike Cannibal the Musical, as we found out yesterday, but it's like it's like I always say about fried green tomatoes. If they just said it was lesbians and cannibals, every guy would have gone to see it. But instead, of it, it's a touching story of female bonding and the coming of age with your, you know, with your sapphic sisters. And they should have just said it's lesbians cutting guys up, cooking them and eating them. And then I would have not seen it on VHS. I would have watched it in the theater. Here's Tim Riley. Well, it's got to be until uh, next year before we find out why the Quiet Riot singer Kevin Dubois died. A spokesman for the Clark County Coroner's Office in Vegas says the autopsy and toxicology results won't be available for another 6 to 12 weeks. That just doesn't seem right. That's like when you buy something these days and it's like a lot of 4 to 8 weeks for delivery. And you sort of do a little, a little double take, a little whiplash on that because it seems like we ought to be at the point where nothing takes 8 weeks for delivery. Mm-hmm. Especially finding out if the blood of a rock star had something lethal in it, which we all know it does. Almost, it always, it always does. That's how you know. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, you said toxicology? Yes. That reminds me of Chris Benoit, which in turn... Uh... Richie Bristol, if you would join us in the studio. Time to musk up. Yeah, that smells like very potent alcohol. Uh, with ginger and scorpion. It's made with bits of real panther, so you know it's good. Do not drink the tequila. tequila! That's a new Richie Bristol sounder from Randy. I like that. Randy's bent on creating one that works. Um, let's welcome now Richie Bristol. Hello, sir. How are you? Good. Uh, okay, so uh, that uh, that thing that we were confirming for tomorrow, is that confirmed? I'm waiting to hear back from him. Oh, so I shouldn't say anything about it yet. Well, they said it tomorrow. What time? Tomorrow. Oh, we're just waiting to confirm the time. 
Yeah. So it is on. We just are waiting on the time. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this is kind of cool. Uh, this will mean nothing to Sarah and less to Tim. Uh, but something to me and a lot to certain guys out there. Uh, tomorrow we will be talking to uh, WWE uh, superstar, and that really is the, the, the real Chris Jericho, and that he really is like a big deal. Uh, so, uh, and and I hate to say that I was thinking about that because of the blah 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 toxicology, Chris Benoit wrestling, but I it did sort of a chain that's reaction to my head. Of. That is that's sort of the chain reaction to my head. Uh, but we had talked about this for the show. So uh, WWE star Chris Jericho, who's he's got a new book out, uh, and so we will be talking to him at some point tomorrow. Correct? Yep. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. I was going to ask you something else. Oh, so did we hear back from the Multnomah County guy about the tasing? Uh, I got a hold of them again and said, well, i got to figure out with you what time Wait, you want Can to you get, I'll tell you this, can can you arrange for th- us to talk to them on the air? That Whoever your guy is that you're talking to about the tasing, can you do some at some point, either today, tomorrow, whatever, uh, just, let's just block out like five or ten minutes and we'll just have the discussion with them on the air. And can we tase the wrestler? Can, can we tase? Uh, I don't think you want to tase Chris Jericho. Is he coming into the studio? Probably not. Okay. I don't believe so. If I think he it's was going to be tased, he might do it. Yeah. Uh, so if we can block out some time to talk to the Multnomah County Sheriff guy, that would be fantastic. Okay. Solid. All right, there you go. Richie Bristol, ladies and gentlemen. All right, here's Tim Riley. Let's do a Britney watch. Fantastic. Here's your Britney watch featuring the music of Nickel Arcade. I just have to say, this Britney thing just unfolds every passing moment there's a new story. Yes. Because just in, like, the hours since we put all this Britney news together, Sarah's like, I got this other new thing! So we're trying to get that as well. So here's Tim Riley with today's Britney Watch. So we have several... Uh, first, let me read the original story here. On November 14th, Britney Spears confided to her friends in emails that she was four weeks pregnant and that she was sure that the father was J.R. Rodham, a music producer she's been seeing off and on since she's been separated from K-Pen. Uh, when asked about the pregnancy, Jr. confirmed exclusively to In Touch that Britney is carrying his child. It's true, he says. On November 16th, she proudly emailed a copy of their ultrasound to her inner circle. Yeah. I don't know what the inner circle was. For all her recent travels, she uh, seems convinced that having another baby will turn her life around. And That's always the way it works. will make a great father. Because <laughs> she's picked guys so well. Even though past. he explicitly talked about her sex life in Blender magazine earlier this year. Uh, Brittany's not looking for another husband, says the insider, but she does like having a man in her life. Wait, so, let's, let's hold on. Uh, so many things here. A, uh, this, is, this just fatigues me. Okay, A, she wants to have another child because she thinks that'll turn life around for her. <laughs> yeah. This is like the couple who has another child to keep them together. Mm-hmm. B, who discussed what sex life explicitly when? Uh, this J.R. Rodham fellow. Who is he? That's the father. But, I mean, who is he? He's He's a a music producer. Yeah, he's a skeezy producer who walks around. um, He just looks really slimy, and he wears sunglasses at night. and Like sort of disgust. He's always walking around wearing aviators and has greasy hair, and she's seen out and about gallivanting with him. All right, then. Uh, Okay, so... And so he gave some interview with Blender about, quote, explicit details of their sex life. Well, you know, I have to look it up now. Now I have to read that. Even though I don't even really care about Britney in that way at this point, I just I have to look it up. It's what I have to do. Okay, so he's claiming he's the father. Okay, now what? Do we have additional news on this? Yes. Okay. So a friend of Britney 
which is a term used loosely. His colleague reports the singer is pregnant a big lie. San Lefty tells People magazine that when uh, Spears heard the rumor, she laughed at it. Uh, he says she won't be giving a statement <laughs> denying she's expecting because, quote, if she were to give a statement about every lie, she'd be giving statements forever. In Touch Weekly has reported that Spears was pregnant. Well, we already went over that. So, uh, and he doesn't know who made it up. JR doesn't even know uh, what's up. It's fake. Completely fake. We uh, just wrapped up her video. We're going home to sleep. Wait, so now so now he's saying it's fake? The father? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not the father. Whatever he is, this is so okay. confusing. Lefty, oh, this lefty. friend, All right, tells Ryan Seacrest. Oh, God. Via text message. <laughs> so this is like a hundredth hand. Yeah. Okay. He doesn't know who made it up. Uh-huh. JR doesn't even know what's up. It's fake. Completely fake. He tells Ryan Seacrest, I'm going home. I'm going to sleep. All right. All right, so this is what the guy looks like. Oh. Oh, God. Are yeah. you kidding me? Yeah. Well, he, he letting... could straighten out her life. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine letting that thing touch you. And by thing, I mean him. His thing. Jesus. Okay, that is all kinds of, uh, that's all kinds of unfortunate. Jesus, what a horrible looking person he is. Ew, he used to be one of Kevin Federline's best friends. Uh, that tells you what you need to know. But you know what he reminds me of? That guy. He, this guy reminds me of, he looks like um Scott Storch. Do you know who Scott Storch is? That's exactly who I was going to compare him to, but I didn't think you did. Yeah. Is that um, the son of Larry Storch? No. Well, you know, I don't really know the answer to that, Tim. That's entirely possible. Probably the little rich boy. Um, running around uh, Scott Storch is a music producer uh, who's just like the, he, just the he epitome exactly like this guy. of sleaze. Yeah, he looks just like this guy. It's just the bad glasses and doesn't wash and clearly doesn't... It, doesn't scrub himself, probably, and it's just, it's all kinds of unpleasant. So, all right, there you go. So that's uh, Brittany part three, five, and seven there. Let me double-check before we close this out, because this changes by the minute. It really does. Let's I'm see. trying to find that Blender article right now. Mm, I think we may be caught up with Brittany. Okay. Oh, oh, I almost forgot the most important thing. Okay. The new issue of Us magazine is reporting that Britney Spears was caught shoplifting. And it's one of the cover stories. Really? Brit caught shoplifting. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now what was she shoplifting? Uh, let me look here. Yeah, Doesn't I can't say. find this. I guess you got to read Us Magazine. Oh, and her new album, Blackout, has dropped to an incredibly disappointing 41st place this week. Oh! It sold, let's see, 466,834 copies. Total. That's total. Mm-hmm. That's including the first week sales, which is where almost all the sales happened. Mm-hmm. Um... They, they they all came in the first week and then it's just fallen exponentially. And somebody has noted that Britney is becoming the new Tanya Harding, which really is true. Just big tree stump legs and so forth. So, all right. And then Sarah was on the trail of some insane story about, what is it, Paris Hilton is jealous of Britney for stealing the idea of adopting Asian babies? Yes. All right. I mean, really, that's the story right there. I think that's exactly what she said. She said that even though Brittany will never get custody of the Chinese twins she had her eye on, she's still mad well, because Brittany had, had her eye her on. Her she had her. I was gonna buy those Chinese twins. Those are my Chinese babies. <laughs> All right. Let's be done with that. There's your Brittany watch so far for uh, Wednesday on the Rick Emerson Radio Program. Well, a new celebrity has the title of Dancing with the Stars winner. 
On the fifth season finale that aired on ABC last night, host Tom Bergeron reveals who'll be taking home the show's a mirrored bald turkey. Or trophy, I should say. After ten weeks of competition, the winners and new champions of Dancing with the Stars are... Helio and... Who? Who? I don't know. <laughs> Let's play that again. <laughs> that was the most After pointless ten I've ever weeks of competition, the winners and new champions of Dancing with the Stars are... Helio and... <laughs> I guess it would help if any of us watched these shows. Do you suppose that we're I think becoming? Her name is Julian Ho. Are we uh -huh. becoming less relatable to the people? To the people in this audience, uh, I don't mean to be sounding like I'm talking about like you people, but really, do you people watch Dancing with the Stars? I think a lot of people do. Yes. Who? What? I don't know anybody who watches that or really talks about. I mean, normal it. everyday people, not us. All right, oh. uh, all right, sir. Okay, I mean this sincerely now. If you watch Dancing, and we'll run a little late with this segment, but if you watch Dancing with the Stars, I won't make fun of you, but I do want to hear from you right now, and, and then we'll break. And then we can't run too late because free pizza starts in three minutes. I know. Uh, so, I all right, it's five zero three seven three three two nine seventy five zero three seven three three two nine seventy. If you watch Dancing with the Stars, and a lot of people do, and we and we 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 pledge not to pour scorn upon ye. Uh, but I, 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 I really want to hear why. Just real briefly. We're not going to make a meal out of this. Why? Uh, why? Uh, why, Helen? Oh, we haven't done that in a long time. No. Oh. Uh, I, I just want to know. I want to know why that is. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's a good reason for it. Uh, I just don't know anybody who watches Dancing with the Stars. And don't get me wrong. It's not like I'm. We're not snobs. We watch all kinds of crap on this program. We, I mean, the, the, the people on this show, we watch all kinds of things. Uh, that are just uh, terrible. But Dancing with the Stars, not on the list. I don't think anybody here watches Dancing with the Stars. Tim? I, I did watch it once to see Marie Osmond. Well, that's the only because reason I watched it. I didn't even watch it live. I watched it on uh, on the YouTube yeah. to see, um, to well, see Marie Osmond. Well, that's how I things anyway. I had a dream about Marie Osmond last night, actually. It was because of that weird story you had about how she faked the fainting. Mm -hmm. uh, and I had some weird uh, dream that I was just kind of on the sidelines. Like watching that. It's very strange. Hmm. Uh, well, let's do this back at calls. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, do you watch Dancing with the Stars? No. Hey, uh, Rick. Yeah. Um, I, I just wanted to point out that, yeah. that uh, uh, Tim just said mirror bald turkey. Yeah. Yeah, but anyway, um, that about uh, wrestling, there's a good uh, article about <laughs> what happened to Chris Benoit and how many for apparent reasons in uh, the last maxim that just came out, so you might want to check that out. Okay, so I'll look into that because we have the Chris Jericho thing tomorrow then. Thank you, sir. Oh, I have the latest maxim. Totally have... off topic for a thousand, Alex. I have the latest maxim. Really? Yeah. Uh, but I had another story I was going to reference before I give it to you. Okay. Because uh, Tim is weirdly subscribed to all these magazines that I think just started showing up at your house. Yeah. And so Tim brings in Blender uh, and, uh, Blender and uh, Maxim. Uh, this month's Blender... Jay-Z on the front cover looking like a badass, as he always does. Uh, all right. Let's see if somebody can be on topic here. What do you What do you say? Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. How you doing, Rick? Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? Well, my wife does, so therefore um, I'm, I'm... Well, we're getting closer to, it, yes. to the target. Why does your wife watch it? Because she enjoys watching them spin round and round. She doesn't care who the stars are. Does she enjoy watching dancing? Yes. She'll does watch... She watches ice dancing, floor dancing. That was going to be my next question. Does she watch uh, other? Dancing. Does she watch other dance programming? Yeah, and drags me to live dancings and yes. Live dancings. Yeah. I'm going to live name, dancings of performance plays. The winner's name is Elio Estranetes. He is an F1 
card car racer. I was just going to say, which one of these people is the star? Are they're not both? What is the deal? Is it the two stars dance together, or it's one star and one like ordinary person? Well, it is one star and a a, a trainer, a star of uh, uh, of the dance that they ah. really know what they're doing. So it's one person who's from the dance world matched with somebody who is famous in another field. Well, yeah, yeah. If you could call Marie Osmond famous in another field, hey, yeah. don't talk about my Marie that way. <laughs> I look. I don't know who the. I know who she is. I don't know who the race car driver is. Okay, so the race car driver won. Yeah. Uh, and then and so forth. All right. And Mel from um, uh, the Spice Girls came in second. Is it Melanie Brown? Um, uh, okay. Mel. Mel B. Mel B. That's yeah. She came in secondarily. Yeah. Um, Jane Seymour, of course, was on there. Oh, she got booted off. Right. Um, okay. Thank you, sir. Wayne, Wayne Newton, of course, was on there. I heard that Wayne Newton got. I heard that he had like uh, that he was having some. Don and Mike watched Dancing Stars. They talked a lot about Wayne Newton. All right, thank you, my friend. Uh, let's get a couple more of these here. This uh, is an exciting piece of news about Lindsay Lohan. Really? Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Do you watch Dancing with Stars? Yes, I do, Rick. It's Mailman Brian from the Grove. Listen, uh, there's only one reason to watch that show. Uh huh. It's because the 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 gal who won, the professional dancer who won, she is hot. Really? What is her name? Uh, Juliana, something or other. Uh, something who cares? Uh, it's um, yeah. My, my my wife watches it uh, all the time, and she'll go, "Come in here, your your girlfriend's dancing," and it's like I'll tear myself away from what I'm doing. And for that three minutes, it's uh, it's pure uh, pure entertainment. For that three minutes, it's just you and her. Uh, yeah, just alone on the dance floor. Okay. I'm gonna go back to work. Hi now. Uh, Bye. A couple more, and then we'll break. And Sarah will get the pizza, as will Tim, I believe. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? Yes, I do. Why? Because uh, well, the guy, the, the previous caller just stole my thunder because the uh, the women are just incredibly hot, especially Julianne. And Italy is really cool. So it's fun to watch some of these stars make a fool out of themselves. But all the professional dancers are just even Jenny Garth from 90210. I think she's hotter now. Than she was back when she was younger. Well, she's gained a little weight at least. Who was the worst star uh, dance wise? Who who was the most embarrassing star to watch? By far, it was Wayne Newton. He, he can't <laughs> bend or walk or. Well, he's like a hundred, and I mean, he is stuffed like a goose. I mean, yeah. There's no getting around that. I'm surprised that guy. I'm surprised he can even smile without his face shattering into pieces. Yeah, no, I, I tell you, I love you guys' the show, but yeah, the, uh, the, the my best friend was always teasing me about, what are you doing watching Dancing with the Stars? Until so he watched it last night, and he totally understood. I mean, when it's like a like a guy ballet dancer, you're holding these beautiful women up there in the palm of your hand. I mean, you know, who wouldn't want to do that? All right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, she's that Julianne that won. She is probably the most perfect human specimen you've ever seen. Here's just a little side note from me to you: is I'm not trying to pass judgment. When talking to women, I understand that we're two men not talking. Try not to use the word specimen uh, yep. when talking to women in the future. Just a side note from me to you. Perfect. Thank you. Perfect, Thank you. perfect woman I've ever seen. Because then it sounds like you want to take her home and put her hands in a jar. No, I, I totally right. agree. Thank you, sir. Thanks, man. All right. I swear to God, we won't have time to get to the rest of these calls, but I'm looking at the next two in there, Don and Mike. Not the Don and Mike, but Don and Mike. Uh-huh. Uh... One more quickly, and then we'll break, and Tim and Sarah will eat, and I will look on. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Do you watch Dancing with the Stars? Yes, I do. Why? Uh, Julian Huff is smoking hot. Okay, so she, so she must be the reason, and then maybe that's why. Did she win, do you think, because uh, because she's hot? or? No, she's, she's unbelievable. She's 19 years old. She was 18 last year when she won. She's had really good partners. The choreography that she, because uh, they have to, the, 
the dancers have to develop their own choreography. Right. So there's a lot in in the developing the choreography and teaching their partner how to dance. She's really really good at it. Tim, how do you She's spell a, her name? H O U G H. Yes, H O U G H. And Julian. Yeah, you'll find it. You'll Google it. You'll find it. H O U G H. Julianne. J U L I A double N E. You know, yeah. I'm on. Oh, here we go. Julianne Huff. Okay, hold on. Yeah. Let me. Uh, I'm going to Google image search. Oh, she yeah. is a she is a looker. Yes, she is. Um, and and they get to wear skimpy old outfits, you know. And it's just, I caught a commercial last season. I'm like, wow, that chick is fine. I I, I got to check this out. And I I can't stop watching. I mean, I got a TiVo because like, there's so much crap. All but, right. Uh, you, know. you know what she looks like. She looks like a uh, she looks like a much younger Heather Locklear. Oh no, she's way better looking than Heather Locklear ever looked. What's her name? Julianne Huff. Uh, J U L I A N N E H O U G H. Um, yeah, okay. All right, thank you, my friend. You bet. Okay, we got a break here. Uh, we're so behind. When we come back. More news from Tim Ryland. I promise not to get sidetracked by Dancing with the Stars ever again. Ever again. Uh, let's see. All right. Tim Riley returns. Later on, we'll talk to Ed McCarthy. Top five, the Zeppelin giveaway and all that. You stay there. It's the Rick Emerson Radio Program. I got here that I, you know, I have this whole thing about forgetting when I've eaten and when I haven't. And the, uh, I just stood up really quickly and I'm all lightheaded. Um, and you know, I'm on that trazodone, and one of the side effects of trazodone is it's sort of an inadvertent appetite suppressant, and that's one of its incidental side effects. So, as much as I normally just run the risk of forgetting, I mean, I've thought about this for years, that I just, I'll look up at the clock and realize that I haven't eaten in 18 or 19 hours, which is a fine problem to have, I suppose, except that I then overcompensate by having 5,000 calories at a sitting. But uh, trazodone is also an appetite suppressant, so now I will sometimes just forget for even longer periods of time that I haven't eaten. So, actually, until I walked up with you guys to the conference room, because there's pizza upstairs because they're doing this big one-day sale, and so they're feeding the uh, salespeople so they can just sit up there. So they have more energy to cold call. And um, we walked up to the conference room now, and is it a bad thing that I'm just winded from taking those? It's one flight of stairs. Jesus. And you have a chance to walk down. Seriously. And I had a chance to sit here and, you know, in the, 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 the cool-down period after walking. Um, so Tim and Sarah were going up to the conference room during the break to get some pizza, which is fantastic, by the way. And I walked up there with them, and it suddenly triggered, you know, flipped the switch in my brain like, uh-uh, you know, wizard needs food badly. And I realized that I hadn't eaten. I didn't tell you guys this. Here's why I didn't eat this morning. It's disgusting. Um, no, no, no. No, 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 it's not then that It's not it. that disgusting. It's only kind of disgusting. Don't tell. Look, can you wait until after I'm finished enjoying my delicious it's, pizza? It's not like, it's not the kind that'll put you off your food. Okay. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I go to the plaid pantry, 
uh, you know, sometimes, uh, because we're actually out of the Viso here, uh, and I'm waiting for the new shipment for the Viso people. <coughs> and so I went over to the Plaid Pantry, and I'm like, you know, I got the Viso, and I thought, you know what, I'll get the, the get like a protein bar, good to go. And I don't do the protein bar because I'm like anal about my weight loss or anything. It's just because it's easy, because as Ricky Roma said, food is just stuff you put in and you keep it going. I don't really care if the food I eat is tastes good or not. It's just, it, it's like RoboCop, just a rudimentary paste to keep me alive. So I pick up the protein bar. I'm on my way out of the plaid pantry, and I do the Charlie Bucket thing of just ripping, you know, the wrapper all the way open. And I go to throw the wrapper into the trash can, and the wrapper is still a little bit stuck to the protein bar. And so I pull the wrapper off, throw the wrapper, and, of course, the protein bar goes right after it into the trash can. And I'm like, well, maybe I can, you know, and I have that thought in my head of, like, you're at home. And I know we've all done this, where you toss something into the sink or the trash, and then you realize, oh, no, I wanted to eat that. And then you have that. Can I hose it off? And so I looked into the trash can. I will not be uh, explicit because Sarah's still eating, except to say this. Don't ever look into the trash can outside of a plaid pantry in a bad part of town. Oh. Oh. Especially if you're looking in there to look at a food item that you might have thought momentarily about taking out and washing and eating. No, no, no. So... Uh, all I had this morning was the Viso. I did not have my protein bar, which is so I did actually just bite the bullet and I had some uh, I had some pizza. So if you so if you hear me kind of going while I'm talking, that's fine. But I'm just going to have to take that over me falling into some sort of hypoglycemic coma. Here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Sorry, Geek in the City sent me along some things that I just posted on my blog. Some uh, ads from the Madman era, which are hilarious and funny. I saw. I don't know where those were originally from, but I saw the one you showed me. Uh, if your husband finds out. Is this at, uh, at your blog? Yeah, as a matter of fact, it has a URL now. It's RileyLive.com. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. That, if that's what you were holding up in a piece of paper. There, yeah. Uh, I changed it to make it easier for everyone. Okay. RileyLive.com. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, RileyLive.com is Tim Riley's uh, blog. Uh, these are great print, like magazine and newspaper advertisements from the 50s and 60s. Yes. Ads that are real or were real, but that you could never get away with now. Right. And the one that you showed me is fantastic. Um, it is an ad for Chase and Sanborn coffee. And I've got a, I've got a can of that at home, by the way, a vintage can of Chase and Sanborn. But the ad depicts a... The tagline is... What is the tagline for the coffee? If your husband ever finds out. And I guess the deal is if you buy the wrong coffee or something... Or if banking. You, if, yeah, and it literally the ad shows the, the husband with the wife bent over his knee, and the husband is spanking the wife. But she who, has a big smile on her face. Who is loving it. She is loving the spanking. Mm-hmm. So this is a real magazine ad for Chase and Sanborn Coffee from a few you know, decades ago. Mm-hmm. And literally, it is a husband spanking his wife for buying the wrong coffee, and she is just eating it up. Just the biggest please spank me harder grin on her face. So... The one above it's hilarious. The chef does everything but cook. That's what wives are for. I <laughs> see. I haven't seen any of the others. Yeah, Wonderful. there's one other one up there. I have some others. Also, have a picture of Madonna's died cheap. Really? There's, you know, Stan Freeberg, who is one of my true heroes. Green boy, Christmas. Boy, uh, Green Christmas. We play it every year. Mm-hmm. I play Green Christmas every year. Stan Freeberg is a real. He was a pioneer in so-called funny advertising. Um, and, and he uh, has done a lot of that. He, he's known to this generation. He he is the one who did the, um, I have a report due on space tomorrow. Those Encyclopedia Britannica ads. Mm-hmm. That's him and his kid. Um, but um, he did, there's a famous ad that Stan Freeberg did for, um, what is that brand of chow mein? Chung King? Yeah. Chung King mm-hmm. brand mm-hmm. chow mein noodles. Stan Freeberg did a famous ad for Chung King brand chow mein noodles. 
where it was a, you know, because they used to have those ads that like, nine out of ten doctors agree, Winston is smoother. Where it would be doctors in white coats, like, nine out of ten doctors agree you should smoke this. He did a hilarious takeoff where it was, nine out of ten doctors agree, Chung King noodles, you know, are, you know, are, you know, the best noodles ever or whatever. And they show the nine doctors, and there's nine Asian doctors and a white guy. And it was like, it was a really famous ad that he did in, I think, 1962, 63. So, anyway. Uh, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. So, talk about toys since Christmas. Uh, not all the killer toys are made by the Chinese. As a matter of fact, uh, somewhere in America. Uh, one that goes back to 1951 is called the UC Gilbert Atomic Energy Laboratory. Uh, this toy was made to demystify the perils of nuclear energy and encourage youngsters to experiment. And this came complete with such things as four very low-level radioactive sources, alpha, beta, gamma, four samples of uranium-bearing ore, and a Geiger counter. I'm sorry, what? When? Huh? This came out in 1951. It's called the Atomic Energy Lab. Jesus. It had a low-level radioactive isotope later linked to cancer. Oh, that's great. That's wonderful. So you could actually buy radiation in the mail. Not anymore. There was one of these online that sold, while well, the high bid for this was $7,944 last year. Going to blow up something really tiny with it? Mm-hmm. All right. So this is the complete atomic energy lab. Okay. But well, it has four uh, uranium-bearing ore samples well, and, and low-level radiation those. sources. Jesus. Well, that's like you see those really old Sears robot catalogs where there were morphine injection kits. Oh, um, that sounds great. It, you see, if you see uh, really, really old Sears robot catalogs, like the 1910, you would be able to buy, uh, it's like a little black zippered pouch that like maybe you have for like your beard trimmer or your razor supplies or whatever, a little black zippered pouch, and you would open it, and inside was uh, what junkies refer to as their works. And it's the syringe, several needles, alcohol, uh, and then like a little bottle in which you kept your morphine uh, slash heroin. Uh, and, I mean, you know, and then you could just buy it from Sears Robot. Yes, I'd like one heroin injecting kit, please. Well, I've told... So there's your atomic energy kit. Have I shown you the atomic marble that I have? No. Okay. I Tim, have I shown you my atomic marbles? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Not that I asked, mind you. Well, I know you've been some wanting something... Of, some type of harassment. Something special for Christmas, Tim. Um... I have them in a sack at home. Oh, that's and I'll... Okay, let's move on. I do. Okay, no, I have... Uh... No, we're not debating the fact that you have your marbles in the sack at home. <laughs> Actually, my wife's yeah, got them in the sack at home. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, sometimes we're just retards. Uh, mainly me. Yeah. No, so if you tour the Hanford, uh, the Hanford Nuclear Facility Museum, and uh, Mark Baumgarten, who at that time was working for the Willamette, when we came back on the air... Mark Baumgarten did a really nice full-page article about the return of this program. It originally was going to be a much longer piece, and then they just scaled it back to one page. But but as part of this, it really, he spent more time with me than like anybody really should be legally required to. He interviewed me for something like 36 hours. It was just unreal. Yeah, Mark Baumgarten did, uh, and it, including we went on a on a trip to my hometown. This is how, for some bizarre reason, how interested he was. He right. was a fanboy. I, I, but see, no, but that's the thing is no, because we were off the air at that point, and he'd never heard the show. Oh, it's that. And I'm not trying to make us sound like better than we are, whatever. But I'm saying he he. Well, we had gone off the air. This was when the coffee cup crusade was happening, and he had heard from, I guess, people, uh, a lot of people. And I think Byron Beck had probably talked to him about us, but he had heard. The, we were the show with this kind of this w- weird, like crazily intense cult following, and you know whatever, which is a great thing. Um, 
And we use cult here as a, that's a positive, by the way. Uh, and also unhinged, also nutty, and also freakish. So, but he he went with me to Kennewick to do this whole, where does Rick Emerson come from? Where does, what kind of town creates a man like Rick Emerson? And we did this whole tour of Kennewick, including the Hanford Nuclear Museum. And there was this uh, thing that he did not believe me about, and I bought it, and I gave one to him, and I kept one for myself. At the Hanford Nuclear Museum, you can buy out of a gumball machine. They used to be 10 cents, they are now 50 cents. You can buy out of a gumball machine a um, clear glass marble that they have saturated with gamma radiation until it turns black. And then they give it to you in a little envelope with a little nuclear, with a little peaceful atom symbol in the front of it. I'll bring it in tomorrow so you can see it. Um, it, it, is a, it is a marble, which they, and Bigler will not, does, is not cancerous, you know, or whatever, which is clearly a lie. Yeah. So I'll bring it tomorrow so we can Why all Why not bring it. it in? No, I'm going to leave, I'll leave it right in the middle of the studio so it radiates equally to all of us tomorrow. You could have brought it in today to put it up in the, uh, the conference room for the salespeople. Just as a motivation. Uh-huh. All right. Anyway, here's Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Well, now you can read this article later about this, uh, dead wrestler, Chris Benoit. Uh-huh. Michelle, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller is on the cover. It says, Puppy is back. Uh, this that's just sad. Boy, this this thing is badass. Yeah, you want one, don't you? <laughs> this this thing I do this Atomic Energy Lab, mm-hmm. a Geiger counter. I think it's terrific. Four samples of uranium bearing ores. Yeah. And then, did you see this? It also includes free comic book. Learn how Dagwood splits the atom. Yeah. That's got to be Dagwood Bumstead. Mm-hmm, it is. Learn how Dagwood splits the atom. When Mr. Crumbie or whoever it is is, is be busy yelling at him about something. When he's not busy making a huge sandwich. All right, here's uh, Tim Riley. So uh, Dave Zinn gave me this, because it's very important news. Nordstrom is getting rid of all its piano players. They don't want them around anymore. They said they took some kind of survey, and customers prefer piped-in music. Well, you know, uh, people are growing tired of live music, Tim. They're suffering a live music burnout. Oh, that could be, yes. They, uh, what, they, what they would really rather have is a radio station piped in there. So that's what they're doing. Yeah. Really? Is it, I was just screwing with you. Is it like Muzak, or are they just... Yeah, pretty much. You know, can I just tell you this? I was driving down the road the other day, and I passed a Muzak van uh, in Portland. It was a van that said Muzak Incorporated on the side of it. That's different. And there's a whole way. I, I kind of wanted to run the guy off the road a little bit just so I could ask him, like, what are you? Who do you... What is your deal? Um... You know, I kind of like the piano player at Nordstrom. Yeah, I do, too. I mean, I think, you know, and he's uh, the guy who was the piano player at Nordstrom. um, I think he played at one of our Christmas parties or something that I didn't go to. They said the one that plays at the uh, Lloyd Center Nordstrom has been there for 17 years. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I that really surprises me that they would do that because, A, first of all, if you're going to get rid of something, get rid of the goddamn bell ringing bastards out front of every store. I'm not saying Nordstrom even has I don't even know if I don't know if Nordstrom has the bell ringers or not. But did you get rid of those guys who are doing the cling clang ding dong thing with the, the give to the, the give to the, the people without they heads are or something? They everywhere. They cover every entrance. They were at Fry's last night. And granted, I did my best to sneak away from them. At Fry's, though, to their credit, the guy at least had an electronic, like a geek bell. It was like a hat that like flashed the lights and then like had an electronic bell sound. But the piano played Nordstrom. I think is that sounds retarded coming from me. It's a little touch of class. Yeah. I was going to say that. And you know what? Uh, it's kind of cool to see someone. It's not a player piano. It's not. Uh, it's it, it's not piped in. It's a real guy sitting there playing real music. That pisses me off, frankly, like way more than it ought to, but it does. Yeah. Yeah, they're dead to me. Dead. I'm never going to shop there again. I'm suffering iPod fatigue. Oh no, people are going to run back to their radios. Yes, no, it's true. I'm tired of picking my own music. All right, here's... I want somebody else to do it for me. 
Meanwhile, uh, bird lovers in southwest Washington are relieved to find out that they're not going to kill any more parakeets. Uh, up to 50 of the birds are responsible for building nests on the power lines that are causing power outages in the uh, Colt area. Why do they need electricity there anyway? Maybe we can just send them the friendly atom. We can just send them this ore-bearing uh, sample so they can power their, I don't know, their jalopies or whatever it is they have there. Three of these little birds were killed by USDA officials, but there's been a public outcry. Now they've halted the decision to kill even more birds. So there. Parakeets, you're okay. Suzanne Plachette, unavailable for comment. That's true. <laughs> Let's just take some of these calls, shall we? Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you? Hello. Hey, do you guys still have the... I've been telling my son, Alex, about the Mr. Bucket game, because I remember it from when I was a kid. And so I've been joking with him, and we've been listening to your show. And I was wondering if you guys still have that... <laughs> home in well, I don't even really remember even where he wants them. <laughs> no, you do put the... No, the balls come out of his mouth. I think you put them in the top, and they came out the mouth or yes. something like that? So you don't... Let me understand You put this. the balls in his head. So you put the balls in his head, and the balls come out of his mouth... It would be playing the game incorrectly to put the balls in his mouth. I was like three years old. I have vague memories. No, that's what I'm saying, but you would not win the game that way. Yeah, because the balls pop out of his mouth. So you don't want to put them in. You don't put the balls in the mouth. Because that's wrong. And a <laughs> violation of well, you brought social up, uh, God's rules. You brought up uh, bizarre toys, and I thought maybe this would be... Do we have the... Uh, I think Sarah is locating... Buffer. Uh, Buffer? I think Sarah's locating the Mr. Bucket Center. What a strange program today has suddenly evolved into. It, it is strange. Oh, and while we're waiting, the thing with the birthday and the wife, don't sweat it. You guys haven't been married that long. I've been married for 20 years. And <laughs> Sounds like happy years, yeah. every one of them. Yeah, we just look at each other. Yeah, okay. Sarah, you really ought to get married. Yeah. Hold on. Mr. Bucket. I'm Mr. Bucket. Push your balls in my top. I'm Mr. Bucket. Out of my mouth, I will pop. I'm Mr. Bucket. Walk in the room. I'm Mr. Bucket. The game's Mr. Bucket. The first to get their balls in, and Mr. Bucket wins. But look out, because the balls will pop out of his mouth. I'm Mr. Bucket. The balls will pop out of my mouth. I'm Mr. Bucket. A ball is what I'm about. I'm Mr. Bucket. Oh, it's not buffered all the way. Walk in the room. I'm Mr. Bucket. <laughs> Yeah, buckets of fun. fun. There you go. Fantastic. Fun. There's a, he's a, we, we let him go so he can listen to it on the radio via the delay. Here's Tim Riley on KCMD Portland. You know, today would have been uh, Anna Nicole's 40th birthday. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, you guys are really Johnny on the spot today. Well done. Goodbye, Anna Nicole. No, I never knew you at all. God, people are you stupid. the grace to hold yourself. While those around you crawl I'm unclear about crawl out of the woodwork what, what words he's even changed here And they whispered into your brain They said you own the treadmill That gave you so much heartache Gave you so much So much heartache, I think And it seems to me You lived your life like a candle Tim, will we be marking this with any sort of celebration or memorial? No, she's dead. <laughs> and we're done. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick. Hello. Yeah, I got you a source of some uh, nice nuclear lab kits, if you want. Prank caller. Uh, nope. <laughs> what, what, is it legally? Yeah. It's a company called United Nuclear. Uh-huh. Yeah, and believe it or not, it's run by a guy by the name of Bob Lazar. Are they? Is this? It's not headquartered in Syria. 
No, it's headquartered in, like, New Mexico. Now, what do you mean they'll sell you nuclear kits? They have three different nuclear lab kits. These are primarily for uh, high school and college use. But they got three different... But uh, what does a nuclear lab kit do? Well, teaches you all about nuclear stuff. They've got... Uh, <laughs> okay. There's just no calories in this call at all. But, uh, I, I guess got what something I'm... better. Really? Oh, yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Bye now. Appreciate that. Tim Riley has something better. Thank you for calling, though. All right, here's Tim. The headline is, Britney Spears strips up her underwear in a porn shop. <sighs> really? Do we have to do... Okay, ladies and gentlemen, here's the Britney Watch Redux for Wednesday. Will she never stop? Supplemental Britney Watch for Wednesday. So apparently, this is going to be part of that S Magazine article, but this comes to us from Celebrity News. Shortly before 1 a.m. on November 18th, Britney Spears entered the X-rated Hustler store in West Hollywood. Spears loaded up on naughty skivvies and headed to the fitting rooms. But store employees told her they don't allow people to try on underwear. Well, she became really upset. Adds the source, she looked out of it. There was nothing going on behind those eyes. Jesus. Uncaught. Well, no. At that point, Brittany threw a fit, took off her own underwear before uh, trying on a pair of boy shorts uh, with barely legal stitched across the rear end in the middle of the store true. while 15 other customers looked on. I can't believe there are you no photos of, of this. You hear a lot of stories with her mm -hmm. in public nudity. Yeah. An eyewitness tells Us Magazine, the employees kept saying, don't change out here. <laughs> Please, well, she's just like... Well, I, I couldn't take them into the fitting room. It was like dealing with a child. Let me understand this. So when they explain, you know, you just can't have everybody swapping, under, you know, trying on underwear in a store. I, I think that's just known. Right. Like even above the waist stuff. Like I know that many stores are like, can I try on this bra? And a lot of stores are like, well, no. You can try on one that looks, you know, just like it, which we then have to burn. Mm -hmm. um, so when they, she tries to try on underwear... I mean, who needs to test underwear that you're buying at the Hustler store? If you're buying underwear at the Hustler store, you don't really need to check it for, like, comfort. You know, for, like, is it really going to get the job done? Really, you're buying it because it makes you look like a skank. And that's already been... That ship has sailed, frankly. Mm -hmm. Well, barely legal was embroidered on them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, so, uh, her yeah, tantrum really continued. Bad. The staff told her she'd have to pay. And she rolled her eyes, but pay with a credit card. Uh, as payback on her way out, she went up to a mannequin, snatched the wig off the head, and sorry? stole it. Oh. This has to be a made-up story. She went up to a On her way out, she went up to the mannequin, snatched the wig off the head, and stole it. For more on this, get the latest copy of Us Weekly on newsstands everywhere Friday. Ah, there's a comma there. I didn't hear the comma. What? She what went comma? up to the mannequin, comma, mm -hmm. snatched the wig off the head. Right. right. I I didn't really oh, hear the. Boy. It was the hustler store. Who knows where the story comes from? All right. But I love the idea that when they tell her you can't just be trying on underwear in the fitting room, that she interprets that as that the problem is not the trying underwear. The problem is the fitting room. So I'll just show everybody my vagina again. I'm going to pay them back by not letting me, you know, break their law, their rules and steal a mannequin wig. I just and you're really right about this. That there is. However, previous information from November 18th shows Brittany went to a pet store. 
to buy pet food for her dog. She also bought a goldfish and a fish bowl. Then there is a picture of her buying gas at the gas station. That's all Brittany did that day, according to X17.online. I do believe that she does. I'm now in the armchair psychology. We should get a shrink on the show to give uh, their analysis of Britney Spears. Mm. What do we think? Mm. Psychological sure. profile of Britney Spears? Sure. Get a yes. shrink? Yes. Hey, if you're a shrink, and I mean a real shrink, not like a made-up shrink, not like oh, the home atomic shrinking kit or whatever, the, if you're an actual uh, psychologist, shrink, therapist, whatever, uh, please to email or call. We want you to work up a full profile on Britney Spears and then come and give it on the air. Uh, so you can email or you can call about that. But it does, doesn't it seem to you like she really does have some, I don't know what the clinical term for this is, some sort of compulsive exhibitionism of, yes. of her private area? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that's the term. She's, she's an exhibitionist because there's, what's the other? There's voyeur and then there's exhibitionist. And so it does seem like she has a compulsive sexual exhibitionistic streak or whatever you call that, where she's just like, hey, look at my junk, like all the time, constantly. Uh, I mean, it, 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 and, and like way beyond when like everybody else stopped doing it. Like it's no longer even a thing that the, you can no longer blame. Well, all the girls are showing their business because the, the other girls learned not to do that. The other girls stopped with the uh, showing a long time ago. And yet Brittany, she continues to blaze that trail. So, all right, well, there you go. Britney Spears showing her genitals at a hustler store. The end. Jesus. Supplemental Britney watch. This feels like another one of those days where everything is sort of piling on. Everything's so of two hours. You know, yeah. what, oh, did you on what station? On KCMD. I already did that on KCMD okay. Portland. So you have there's a posting about you on Craigslist. Really? Mm-hmm. Is it complimentary? It's kind of hilarious. What is it say? about me or about us? About you. Okay. okay. Craigslist. Who it wants says, Who wants to hear it? I do. Okay. It says, uh, regarding talk show host uh, Rick Emerson, it's tedious and not so funny. <laughs> and then the rep- and then the, resp- the body of it says, Lara, how dare you? Just because your hubby Rick forgets your birthday doesn't mean you should come here and start talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's funny. Tammy Wynette once advised us to stand by our men. You should heed that advice. Well lady. done. Also respect your elders and don't wear white after Labor Day. The Rick Emerson Show weekdays 11 to 3. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, whoever did that. Um, hey, I'm looking at the Sarah Michelle Geller thing here. A, boy, you know... Her, she has peaked. She peaked long ago. She peaked up she for season one. Is she well, I know she doesn't have to be. She's married to Matthew Broderick. This is a... Freddie Prince Jr. Freddie Prince Jr. Well, who You're thinking Sarah Jessica Parker, oh, who looks like a horse. Thing. She yeah. also doesn't have to be good-looking and isn't. Hmm. Uh, no, the thing about Sarah Michelle Gellar, and a lot of guys are with me on this, I, I, it's not even that she's too skinny, although she is. She looks just... She's just... If you go back and look at Buffy season one... She is so much hotter there, and it's not because she's younger. It's I don't have an age issue with her. I'm not like a lot of guys where she's past her sell-by date. I have no age issue. It's just that in Buffy season one, she looked uh, like healthy, but starting with season like two and three, she just she just looks bad. Look at this photograph. I'll pass this around the classroom, and then we'll talk to Ed McCarthy. A, does it look like she's missing a limb? Oh yeah, it does, doesn't and it? B, does she not look like the undead kind of? Uh huh. Okay, check this out. Look at that. She looks like she's a zombie missing an arm. Oh, my God. That's what I'm saying. She doesn't look good. She does look like she's missing an arm. And and she just looks wasted. She looks like a junkie. I'm not saying she is, but she looks strung out there and not no. in like a sexy way. Mm-mm. 
So yeah, I wish she would just pull it together. And yeah, by the way, right. that isn't good. And that hair color isn't good on and me either. Incidentally, it is a sign that things are going poorly for her that she allowed herself to be on the cover of Maxim with the headline Buffy is back because I know that she has just got that like a millstone around her neck. I mean, you talk about typecasting. Uh, she is sorry, Sarah Michelle Gellar is the George Reeves of the 21st century. You mark my words. Uh, all right. Let's see here. Let's see, I guess it's back to gray and brown tights for me. Let's welcome now to the show and then we will rejoin Tim Riley, the Ministry of Truth. Ed McCarthy, hello, sir. Rick, how are you? I hope you had a good holiday. I did indeed. How was life at the McCarthy household? Not too shabby. Can we call this part of the program the McCarthy era? <laughs> we have not. Okay, well, from now on, whenever you're on the program, we're going to say that the, 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 this this whole segment, this like eight minutes, this is the McCarthy era on the Rick Emerson Show. <laughs> I like it. Just because I, like I want to make the pun. All right, so let's talk about the newsman's best friend, O.J. Simpson. O.J., O.J. back today. About six minutes in court today, Rick, not too uh, timely. For him, not a long time, I should say. But, uh, you know, he's in there, and he went not guilty. I mean, very strong voice, not guilty. So he pleads not guilty to kidnapping, robbery, and assault charges. Uh, two other co-defendants uh, with him. Uh, they also uh, entered their pleas, not guilty. So the other guys that flipped, well, they'll be ready to testify at trial. So when is this? Uh, did, did they set a trial date? They did. April seventh. April seventh. April seventh. Okay. Because we're going to start working on getting down to Vegas. We're going to try to be. Do, we're going to try to do the show for at least a day or two from the El Cortez in beautiful Las Vegas uh, for the O.J. Simpson trial. That would be interesting. Uh, I don't know where the courtroom is, like in relation to uh, the, the, the actual, like the, the old Vegas or the Strip or whatever. We're going to try to do that. So, if possible, so if possible, he he's going away for life. I mean, it's possible that he could get life for this. Well, you know, he could. Uh, it, it is very, very possible. Uh, is anybody surprised that he did not cop a plea? Does it, did anybody expect him to cop a plea? Well, that was asked by his uh, attorney, Yale Galanter, today, and it's it's very likely that, that he would do that. Of course, Galanter quipped, you know, if they made the case go away, he says, we, we'd be happy with that. Yeah. You know, I don't know whether or not they're going to do that or not. The prosecution seems to uh, think that they've got a ironclad case here you know they're saying that that deal at the palace station hotel september 13th was an armed robbery they're saying simpson and five others just burst into that room and held these other two guys against their will and there was at least one gun flashing now this galanter yale galanter the attorney uh, believes that the prosecution's case he can beat him and uh, you know we'll have to see how this whole thing shakes out uh, we've got a kick out of watching the judge today. She seemed like a pretty no-nonsense judge, this uh, district court judge, Jackie Glass. So, you know, we'll see how this um, so whole trial takes place. They're going to have a whole month of uh, motions, and uh, that'll be taking place is, down is the road. Is this judge today, is she the same one that's going to be the judge of the trial? Yes. Okay. And then the jury selection process is probably going to take forever. I mean, the, the, trying to find a fair and balanced jury for O.J. Simpson. That, I mean, that was... Is, that's yeah, that was mentioned intense. today, and also it was mentioned that uh, the the Goldmans uh, would be on the witness list. So. Oh, can you imagine? Yeah. Can you, oh, all right, I'm getting excited just thinking about it. Boy, 2008 is going to be a great news year. It's going to be a great news year. It'll be fun to cover this one, there's no doubt. All right, my friend, enjoy the rest of your day. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Rick. There you go, CNN Radio Correspondent Ed McCarthy. Hey, uh, Tim will be back here in a few. Let's do the Zeppelin contest as well. Let me get this one call. Uh, don't call yet, but we'll do this one call, and then we'll do the Zeppelin thing. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello? Hello. Hi, Hi. Rick. Hi, yes. It's Steve. 
Hi. Uh, I was wondering if I could say something about the Nordstrom deal. Yes, sir. Anyway, you know, I went into the uh, Lloyd Center Nordstrom's about five years ago. Uh -huh. And I do not know the piano player there. He's not a friend of mine. I don't even know his first name. But I went in, and I was with uh, my wife. And Bobby Darren is like my favorite entertainer ever lived. Okay. So I asked him to, if he could do Beyond the Sea, and he went right into it. Now, every time I walk into that store, whatever he's playing, he segues into a couple of bars of Beyond the Sea, smiles, kind of a hello, and then goes back to, I mean, you know, what What do they think? That brings me into that store. Well, and it is little flourishes. Look, i got to tell you this. I am big on customer service. I am big on customer service. You know, I am exactly the way I am. Yeah, I am, a, I am a capitalist like everybody else in this country, and I'm a big believer in, in, in the free market economy. I'm a big believer in business having to earn the loyalty of customers. I'm a big believer in having to fight uh, for, for business. It works to get people to spend their money with you. All of these things are, are and I mean this in a truly sincere way, all these things are part of what makes America great. Um, you know, and little flourishes like that uh, it really do go a long way with me. Um, you know, it's like I—I I mean, I want to sit and bore everybody with stories, but we've all had a story like that, yeah. uh, where you've gone into a store, a business, or whatever, and they did something—just a little tiny gesture, something they didn't have to do, something that they—they they didn't have to take care. Of. I went to a Ben and Jerry's a while back. Uh -huh. I go to a Ben and Jerry's. Uh, go inside, you, whatever, get the, the cone or the cup or whatever, and you know, you're on the way out, and you know what, like 10 steps out the, out the door, you trip on the sidewalk, bam, cone goes into the gutter. And I go back in, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm an ass, drop the cone, have to get a new one, uh, here's my whatever, and I take out my money, and the guy's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. And I'm like, well, you know, it's it's my own fault, I dropped it like a moron, and he's like, you know what, you know, whatever, you know, it's, it'll, it'll all work out in the in the end. So he, he made some, you know, like, you know, some karma statement or whatever, because he's a hippie, and then he just gave me the thing. That sounds like a tiny little dumb gesture, free cone. You know what, that went a long way with me. Uh, and same thing with that guy, remembering who you are and throwing in 10 seconds of Bobby Darren. Yeah, and, and you know, it's just, um, and, and I don't know who did that survey, because I wasn't surveyed <laughs> about pref uh, preferring pipes and music, but I'll tell you what, um, again, it goes the old, you, you probably know this, you know, it costs you three, five times more money to get a new customer than it does to keep one that you already have. Well, and frankly, and I, you know, and the other thing is, I, it just sounds like a bogus survey to me anyway. Like, A, I don't even understand how they would phrase that survey. Like, would you rather have a piano player or piped in music? What? I mean, really, honestly, I know that we live in a country of stupidniks. I really do know that that's the case. But really, honestly, who responds to a survey by saying, yes, I want fake piped-in music? Who honestly checks that box on the survey that says they want music? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. All this is going to do is make them look like Macy's, you know, formerly known as... You know uh, what it is? Meyer Wait, Frank. hold on. The Grinch that stole music. <laughs> Grinch that stole music. The Grinch and something. Come on. Work with how me. The, how about the Grinch that left Muzak? <laughs> eh, there's something there. Yeah. This is all right. Sounds like something you would leave behind you. <laughs> all right. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Rick. Right, it's not clever if you just take one word out completely and then substitute with another word that has no rhyming or anything. I'm not trying to be clever. I'm trying to do the work of television newscasters for them. And so I have to, like, amp down any sort of wit. I have to dull the edge of the wit a little bit. I'm just thinking because you know that's exactly the kind of thing that they'll do with some sort of a story. And they'll have that kind of a headline. Uh, all right. Wait. Hold on. How about this? Uh, and finally tonight, it's a truly silent night for one piano player in Portland. That's good. See? There That's you go. That's good. All right. KGW or whoever, you can have that. That's from me to you. 
And finally, this, da-da-da-da, paper, shuff paper shuffling. It's a silent night for one Portland musician. And then they cut to the guy going, well, I've been there for 17 years. And, um, you know, people always really, I, I like to think that uh, live music has, uh, you know, a little bit more uh, a feel to it, especially during the holiday season. I just I like to try to put a little light uh, in people's life. You know, shopping can be stressful. And, I, you know, if uh, music can help that, and uh, I like to think I'm doing, uh, you know, that I'm doing a service for people. And then store owners declined comment, but did say that surveys reported people preferred piped-in music. Blah, blah, blah. Coin news. All right. Uh, it, Richie is busy in the line, so here's what we'll do. We'll uh, go to the uh, news desk here with Tim Riley. In the meantime, we will be taking callers uh, five. Richie, take caller five and then a couple after, in case, uh, like, everybody blows it like they did yesterday. 503-733-2970. We are giving away The Song Remains the Same on DVD and CD, as well as The Song Remains, uh, rather, as well as the Mothership 2-disc set from Warner Home Video, and a copy, uh, or rather, and a Holiday Ale Fest gift pack. So there you go, six Zeppelin discs and the Holiday Ale Fest Give back, uh, caller five gets a chance at that at 503-733-2970. Here's Tim Riley. All right. Well, more than two million Southern Californians will eventually be drinking water that came out of people's toilets. Ron Wildermuth for the Oregon... <laughs> Ron Wildermouth. Mouth or muff? Uh, muff. I'm sorry. With the Orange County Water District says... They'll take uh, wastewater pro process through a local sanitation district and apply a special process that makes it uh, safe and uh, tasty for everyone to drink. There's a little pause here because my computer isn't working properly. Okay, there I didn't know if, I was, if that was where I was supposed to interject comedy. No, no, but you, you could. Take my wife, please. We take it and apply advanced purification system that consists of microfiltration, reverse osmosis, and ultraviolet light, and create near-distilled quality water. It's delicious. A Massachusetts legislator wants a law passed to ban corporal punishment. Representative Jay Kaufman's measure, should it become law, would require parents in the state to be prohibited from spanking their children. Randy Thomason of the Campaign for Families and Children confronted Kaufman, saying he's equating loving, responsible parents with hateful, harmful abusers. Spanking is not child abuse. Your bill would criminalize parents and grandparents. You'd put my own mother and grandmother in jail. Is that what you want to do? Yes. You want to penalize good parents. That's the effect of your bad bill. No. Penalize them. Send them all to jail. <laughs> Whatever, dick. All right. Uh, Jay Coppin said spanking your children is not discipline. There are a lot of parents who do not spank their children who are perfectly content to deal with their children in other ways. I don't take issue with what an individual does at home to bring up their children as long as it is not abuse. All right. Okay, uh, let's do the Zeppelin thing here. All right, let's do How that. How do we feel about that? That, that sounds terrific. Oh, right. Sure. I'm all for it. You have no idea the amount of things we still have to get to today. I mean, we just get tons and tons and tons of things. Have I already done the thing about how we can't say Super Bowl? Yeah. Yes. Wait. First thing. Okay. Yeah, I think you've done it twice now. Let's do a little quiz. What are we supposed to call it? Sarah? The big game. The big game. Or? The game happening in that place that it's happening at. The professional football championship game in Phoenix. You'll be quizzed again at the end of the program. Uh, let's take, uh, let's see, Bob? Hey. Hey, Bob, are you a Zeppelin fan? Uh, yeah, my wife is more, so I'm really trying to get it for her. So you're probably screwed here. Uh, but let's, <laughs> let's play out. He's trying to do something nice for his wife, and it's not even her birthday. Is it her birthday? No, it's not. I try to do something nice for her as often as I can. Do you, do you know what day her birthday is? Yes, I do. Do you want me to say it? Yeah. What? I'm sorry? No, 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 okay. Fine, fine, fine. 
All right. Uh, well, so you're probably screwed, but let's play out this charade of a contest anyway. Uh, at, at stake here is the song remains the same on DVD and CD, 40 minutes of never-before-seen footage uh, from Warner Home Video, also the Mothership 2-disc set, and a Holiday Ale Fest gift pack. All right, my friend. Uh, I'm going to play you a Zeppelin song done in a different style. Uh, you'll then have 10 seconds to ponder it and tell me the title of the song. Uh, I will give you your choice here. Bluegrass, death metal, or lullaby? Uh, bluegrass. All right. Here you go. I'm going to play about 20 seconds of this, then you'll have 10 seconds to ponder. Bob, name this Zeppelin song. Bob, do you know that song? Uh, yeah. Would it be a whole lot of love? Well done. Congratulations. Hey, Somebody finally wins something in the Scott Perfect. I actually time. have that on a CD. I have that song on a My wife does, actually. The the song or the bluegrass version? The bluegrass version. Well, that's just creepy. All right. And, I could, and I'm the guy who can play the juice harp and play, it with it, play that on the juice harp, I imagine. Do you have the juice harp with you now? I, like I said before, I always carry it with me. Okay, let's hear a whole lot of love on the juice harp now, sir. Okay. Well, I can't do that one. <laughs> give us then you must you must now yeah, then to give song. us another song that we can identify. Well, then, hold on, let's do we'll do a little reverse contest. You okay. play us a song on the Jews harp, and we will have ten seconds to name the song. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, you caught me on the spot. You're okay. Uh, Is there anything that would be maybe commonly known? Okay, let's right. try this. <laughs> Um, oh, man. Do, do we know this, Tim? I pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well done. Um, the, um, Is it... Yeah. No, no. 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 Uh, wait, uh... Jesus, I don't know. Do it again. Hold on, hold on a second. You know what? Uh, hold on. Let's let's do. Now you have already won the Zeppelin thing, so I want you to stay right there. Okay. Let's now bring on. Uh, hello, is this Alexander? Yes, it is. Okay, Alexander. Now this is a bonus contest. So you're not allowed to bitch about the rules and the method being different, uh, because we were just about to hang up on you because Bob won the contest. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. Out of the goodness of Rick Emerson's heart, we're going to yes. give you a shot at the same. Uh, you know, the, the, the same version. You know, not the same one, but another uh, Zeppelin uh, uh, six disc set and holiday ale fest thing. In the oh, okay. very, very unlikely event that you can identify a song played on the Jews harp by Bob. All right. All right. Okay, Here's Bob. Bob, play play a pop song of your choosing, uh, and then Alexander will have ten seconds to identify it. Go. All right, Alexander, do you know that song? Sounds like something off the Phantom Comes Alive album, but uh, that's all I got. Um, let's see. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, wait, hold on. It really is on the tip of my tongue. Um. Oh no, I got nothing. What is it, Bob? Uh, it's Argent. Hold your head up. Oh, damn you! Oh. Damn you! 
All right. Thank you, Alexander. I, I You know what? I really appreciate you guys giving me the chance after Bob already won it. Well, you guys really are real troopers. It's what we do, sir. God bless us, everyone. Bye now. Bye-bye. Uh, all right, Bob, I'm going to put you on hold. Richie Bristol, get your information. Congratulations. Hope your wife enjoys it. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, there you go. Fantastic. Best audience ever. All right, uh, let's do one more news story, then we'll take a break, and we'll come back at the bottom of the hour with some other uh, some other crap. All right. Well, we found out that high school girls are drinking more than high school boys. Well done. This, from a new survey, just came out in Roseburg today. The percentages of heavy drinking are 49% for girls, 48% for boys. A survey of 8th graders shows boys are more likely to have used alcohol, with 32% saying they have done so compared to 29% of girls. But the girls are catching up in all the other areas, too. The report said girls are more than likely binge drinkers. That is, they consume five or more drinks within a couple of hours. The Governor's Council of Alcohol and Drug Abuse advises the state on how to prevent and treat addiction of alcohol and other drugs. Doing a great job, isn't it? <laughs> Bang up job, my friend. Let's all, let's toast to it. All right. Uh, well, we should take a break here. We come back. Bottom of the hour, Mr. Skin from MrSkin.com. We'll do the top five as well. Uh, top five underplayed uh, Zeppelin songs. Later on, uh, more from Tim Riley at the Ministry of Truth. Let's see. What else do we have to do here? Um, well, we got a bunch of other stuff. Just a bunch of a bit of random crap to get through here. Yeah, you stay there. It's the Rick Emerson radio program. We return around the corner. Don't go anywhere. Let's have this exciting discussion on the air. Let's welcome out of the Rick Emerson Show, the Timnasium's Sarah Wagner. Hello. Hi, how are you? I'm good. Uh, well. All right, so you're one of the nine Sarahs uh, and 14 Tims that we have here, That's even not, now. Sarah and I are the only two Sarahs in the country. I thought there was another one. Isn't there a third Sarah? Is there any more Sarahs? Oh, there was, but she's gone now. Oh. She worked oh. for oh. PUPL. Oh. Is that a... Um, is that a, uh, a, a, a we bid fond farewell to, or is that a is She's no, no, longer, is with no longer with? Oh, it's no, no longer fond farewell. farewell. Okay. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you honestly wish her well in her future endeavors? Yeah, we do, honestly. It's not a whole lot of uh, blah, blah, blah is no longer with. Please see me with any questions. No, no, it wasn't one of those. All right, because yeah. that's, you know, it's about those every... Those scary, aren't they? Yes, no, because that's like a whole... You are an unperson. Um, oh, I'm in Tim Rand's chair. Why don't, don't you go to have you move? Oh, we'll have please. you. No, no, no. Tim likes you. He doesn't we'll have, have you transition to this microphone. I'm sorry. I forgot. I thought you were going to hit me. No Seriously. one is to touch Mr. Riley's microphone or his chair. I've never struck a woman. He's. <laughs> but, that was a little creepy. <laughs> that sounded a little preemptively defensive. I, uh, I've never killed a cheerleader. He's just watching his back. <laughs> All right. Um, so is this. Have oh, you heard that weird PSA that we run, by the way, about. You teach your kids to hit the books, to hit the ball, to hit the open man, to hit a free throw, to hit a layup. Have you taught him what not, not to hit? hit? No, I haven't heard it. Are you serious? Yes, we run that PSA 
Uh, and and then it says... AIDS email? No. Paralyzed veterans? <laughs> Nothing but cheer. <laughs> bad, bad fats? Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Booster seats? Booster. Uh, no, and, and, but it's just... and I. Indian I, college fund? It's not like I have all of this emotional investment in it, but it is one of those PSAs that sort of rankles me just a little bit yeah. because because the tagline to teach your son that all violence against women is wrong. So I guess it's only violence against women that's wrong. Violence against they life. They have made I, many Lifetime movies about the consequences of a woman beating her husband. I know. It's uh, like he said nothing. Yeah. Apparently it's okay to hit, you know, like men, children, dogs, you know, whatever. I used to date a guy that, um, that you punched. said something about that me. That you beat savagely. No, but he used to wear this T-shirt that had huge block letters that said, another man against violence against women in huge black letters. That sounds and he used like to he wear was, that T-shirt around. You know what that sounds like? A court order. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like you must wear the sun that says, I stole. You know, like, like in Iran where they chop your hand off and you wear a placard going, stole something. Um... They do that in America. Hold yes. up for the chopping off the hand part. Unless you're, domestic, unless you're Buster. Is it domestic violence? Yeah, let's try, let's hear that one. Okay. And then we'll talk about Beowulf. Yay. As a dad, you'll Here probably spend years teaching your son how to hit a baseball. How to throw a tight spiral and hit a receiver. How to spring off a diving board and hit the water. How to hit a one wood and a nine iron. How to hit the bullseye. bullseye. How to hit the strike zone. Sam Elliott. Hit a jump shot. He could have stopped after. Hit the open oh, man. We get it. <laughs> more seconds. The hockey net. And maybe the most challenging of all. <laughs> it's hilarious. How to hit the books. It's true. But the question is this. How much time will you spend teaching him what not to hit? Creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Teach your son early and often that all violence against women is wrong. The rest is fine. For tips on what to say, and visit endabuse.org. Early and right. often. Brought to you by the Family Violence Prevention Fund. got to give them their plug. The Waite Institute for Violence Prevention, the Ad Council, and this station. So there you That's go. That's from us, Rick. All right. Thank this, you. This Audrey's Institute. Yeah, exactly. He does have that kind of beef. It's what's for dinner kind of voice. <laughs> uh, all right, Sarah Wagner. Uh, the uh, Don't say that. That's the wrong association to make, Tim Riley. <laughs> Moving on, let's Forward. talk about Beowulf. Yeah. Uh, hey, so have we you have... seen that yet? Sarah? Yeah, I went um, on Monday night. Was it, was it not hilarious? It was awesome. It was hilarious. And they, I thought of, I saw, I don't remember who it was on your show that said they did everything in the book to keep his junk uh, covered. A, yes, I did. Yeah, I don't know that hilarity was really supposed to be the point of Beowulf. Well, do you know what the worst, we, my brother laughed out loud when, uh. I was, it was me when, and a couple of my friends and we were all laughing. Everyone else in the theater was totally Please upset. tell me the cod piece is in 3D, that there's like a lot of bulging 3D. You, no. Really? No, not bulging. It's just, um, you never see any penis, but you see a lot of blocking the penis. The really? Where they go out of their yeah. way to. Like candles yeah. and like see an arm. I, yeah. We're past the point where you can do that because it just looks retarded. It was so funny when he's flying through the air off of the chandelier to jump onto Grendel's yeah. back. Yeah. That's and, like the, uh, have you seen 300. No. 300's a really great film, but yeah. there's this sequence at the end, and I'm not giving anything away, but this, you know, it's like a Charge of the Light Brigade thing where at the end they, you know, they die. Um, and, and, but they die, you know, victorious and blah, 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 blah. But there's this great uh, crane shot where it pulls up, like, into the sky looking down, and the field is covered with, like, the 300 dead Spartans. And it's, like, 300 dead Spartans on their back and, like, a million arrows, you know, covering them. 
everywhere except the junk. Yeah. On every man, like every man has like a hundred arrows embedded in his body, none in the penile area, not a single one, because that is how powerful the Spartan pelvis is. Yeah. It just, it just repels arrows. Um, all right, so we have Beowulf ticks. Yeah, we have a lot of uh, a lot of them to give away. So, so are they in those fancy prize packs? No, those were a one-time deal. Apparently you was, did not appreciate, the by the way. By the I did appreciate I appreciated it so much I was like an ass when I walked up to the guy. As I have my, my own glasses in my bag, he's like trying to give me my awesome. 3D glasses. I'm like, no, sir, I have my own. And I pull out my giant, like, um, gray glasses that say IMAX over the top of them. Big ass, <laughs> like, Yoko theater. Ono Terminator yeah. X glasses. And I'm in the theater with Squid and Heather on the other side of me, and they both had their little yellow glasses on, and I put, you know, I'm all cool, and I put on my giant, you know, gray ones. <laughs> I'm like, why is everything so funny? And then they didn't even they work. Didn't work. They, didn't, they did not work. So oh, just so you know, in the uh, in the IMAX the IMAX prize pack, uh, in the IMAX prize pack, um, it, <laughs> there are a bunch of glasses that don't do crap. Apparently, they well, don't if work you at all. Won one, I'm very sorry that they didn't work. Sorry about that. Sorry about the defective <laughs> prize we gave you. And uh, but also, they're covered in lead. So all right. Uh, so we have many passes for tonight and tomorrow. Um, these are actually for next week. I'm sorry, for next week. So yeah, next Monday, all... Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, mm-hmm. we will have many, many passes for mm-hmm. Beowulf. And you should totally see it. IMAX. You it's great. Yeah, I'm going to see it next I week. It. I'm going to yeah. see it next week. Uh, Bridgeport Village next week said the 7:30 showing yep. all Monday through Thursday. So if uh, if you are a glorious bastard, you'll get an email about that, mm-hmm. uh, letting you know kind of when we're beginning uh, that process. You can sign up at 9:70 a.m. and uh, we'll also have some available to those who are foolishly not glorious bastards as well. Foolishly. So, all right. Good so work. and I guess we'll figure out the mechanisms they say for doing that. So okay. That is next week. Next week. Excellent. You gonna see the mist? Uh, you kind of freaked me out yesterday when you were telling me about it. It's it wrong. Really scary. Wrong on every level. All right. Oh, uh, you can do it, sir. I'm yeah. going to see Maybe. it today. Come on, be a man. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> Put some hair on your chest. Go hit somebody. <laughs> All right. The books. All right, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, by the books. That's what I mean. <laughs> I'm in the studio. I can say whatever I want. That's true. All right, thank you, Sarah Wagner. Bye, Sarah Wagner. All right, there you go. It's 503-733-2970. People are calling to win, babe. We're not giving them away now. It's next week. All right. Uh, Tim Riley? Yes. How do you feel about doing some more? And now, from the... Oh, did you want to? News! And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. It's cloudy, black, and icky out there right now. And there could be four to eight inches of snow in the mountains. The worst of it's going to come in around four o'clock this afternoon. So be prepared. Uh, some of the other things going on. New York City Councilman Peter Valone says kids today get too much homework. He says his two young daughters are swamped with schoolwork, uh, so much so they, they don't have time for family activity. We spend all of our time after school doing homework, hours and hours at night, and I've found that we just can't be uh, spend quality time together anymore. For almost a century, American hotel guests could count on finding a Gideon Bible in their bedside tables. There was one when I went to Washington, Gideon Bible. I went through a phase where I stole Gideon Bibles, and I felt bad about it. Why is that? Because I wanted to collect them, strangely enough. It wasn't stealing as such. I wanted to see how many guys, when I was in the debate team, uh, on our debate trips, I would always take the Gideon Bible, because I wanted to see how many Gideon Bibles I could amass over the course of a year. So, Well, since 2001, many top-end luxury inns have dropped that practice. Some, like Denver's Hotel Monaco, do offer a variety of religious books. You check them out in the lobby. Gideon Koran. Not a happy trend to Dr. Thomas Fortson of Denver's Promise Keepers. He wants those oh, Bibles God. back. It's not offensive. I mean, if you talk about offensive, they have pornography on TV. 
Yes, people should demand Bibles in their rooms. If, in fact, a uh, person who's standing in the hotel uh, doesn't find a Bible, you shut in the your hotel, they need to call the front desk and get one up there as quickly as possible. <laughs> yes, I need a Bible. Stat. All right, uh, just for that guy, here's a list of the pornography that was available in my hotel room when I went to Washington State last week. I wrote down, this is right after I got busy watching uh, Pastor Melissa Scott. And then I looked at the porn uh, listings, and then I would watch more uh, Pastor Melissa Scott. Speaking of which, I'm not going to go back and go on and on about this, but Pastor Melissa Scott, who we did, we found out, A, is some sort of weird savant, B, maybe a huckster, C, was definitely in the adult film industry. We now found that that's which is even hotter to me, that if she had some real conversion, or even if she, you know, it's, it's just as hot if she is a scam artist. I'm not saying she is. I don't know. But if she was just some genius porn star... And A, how hot is that to begin with? <laughs> she was like some Mensa, Marilyn Voss savant uh, of the porn world. And then she became some genius, like, scam artist in religion. That is just, like, completely freaking sexy to me. Uh, and I, Because I got a whole thing, I got a whole weird fixation on evangelists anyway, like the Jonas Nightingales of the world. Um, I really do believe in another career. In another life, I could have been an evangelist. I really strong, and I don't mean that snarkily, I really do believe that. I, I, would, I think I would have made a good, uh, a good preacher. We could easily broker you some weekend time. Man, I'm... Would you? Really? There's a, I hear there's a one-day sale going on upstairs. Maybe I should buy myself an hour. Oh, yeah. The Rick Emerson Hour Power. Why don't you call one of their numbers? I know what one of their numbers is, and pass yourself up as Pastor Rick wanting to buy a town on a weekend show. And see if I can get a discount because I'm working for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Oh, that really is tempting. Because anyone with the, you know, you have the title of Reverend, it demands respect in these United States. Here's the only reason I'm not going to do that. Because if, if, because if I'm on the radio uh, distracting the sales force mm-hmm. as they're attempting to make money for this radio station, uh, that's going to end badly. Well, that is true. We were trying to make money for AM 970, but Rick Emerson kept distracting us with prank calls. I guess we'll have to fire someone. Um, oh, no. So here are the, um, here are the uh, porn films that were available uh, in my hotel room. Uh, let's see here. And by the way, they had one of those remote controls that's like impossible to use. Where it's impo- Do you ever do this where you stay in a hotel and the remote just, like there is no button for watch TV. Like it's on the menu screen and uh, all you get are a succession of other menu screens. Like you just, where is the button that lets me watch something? So here's what we had. We had um, Smoking Hot. I wrote in all these, but some of them I now, I now realize I can't read. The, these, the these, ones these Totally. These porn films were available in my hotel room and they didn't list the price. I got to wonder exactly what the price was. And then... I have this. This also. Here's the thing. I wonder. Whenever I'm in a hotel room and I'm looking at the uh, you know the movie selection and there's the whatever and then there's new releases and in theaters then there's the adult section, um, which by the way has the same amazing age verification system that like every porn site has. Click here if you're you know legal. Um, I always wonder. Like they don't ever specify if it's softcore or full on. Like I think. As a customer in this capitalist society, they should have to specify in advance. I'm sure because you have to buy it before you. You have to buy it before you can watch it. Hmm. And it's like even softcore porn gets classed as adult material, so that's no benchmark. Are you going to tell us which one you picked? I did not pick one. Oh, I forgot. This is the week that you're trying to pretend to be good, right? (laughs) Well done. Uh, No, I did not, uh, but because... And I don't, th- I don't think I ever had, actually. $10 more than you thought it would be. Baby, that's that's for room service. Uh, I don't think I've ever... I don't think I have ever got porn in a hotel room, actually. I'm trying to think on that. I mean, I would say if I had, I don't think I ever have. Nope. Keep thinking. No, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I don't think I ever. Well, now I feel like I should at some point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so I, but yeah, didn't say if it was hardcore or softcore because softcore pornography is just stupid. I mean, as dumb as most porn is, 
it's dumb in a whole different way when it's softcore. Because then it's like bad plot, bad acting, bad fake sounds, everything. And then also, you can't actually even see what it is you're presumably paying to see. It's a whole lot of like... Do you know what softcore porn is, Sarah? Is it like Beowulf? It is exactly like Beowulf. It is a lot of like... You, you see... Uh, gyrations? Yes, you see the gyrations and bodies moving. But then there's like a lamp right there. It blocking the whatever, you know? Jungle, and it's like, what, jungle dancing. What is the point? Um, so, anyway. Smoking Hot. That was the first one. Um, let's see. Uh, some of these, I'm just going to say blank, and you'll have to insert the word in your head. Smoking Hot. So Young, So Blank. Everybody think about what that might be. So Young, So Blank. All right? Mm-hmm. Are we supposed to guess? Well, but yeah, don't say it out loud. Oh. But yeah, so young, I'm just, I realize that some of these I can't say, so I'll just say blank when there's a word I can't say. What's the first letter? Um, it starts and ends with T. That doesn't make any sense. I don't understand. It sounds like it's missing an adjective. Lefty Lucy. Oh. There ought to be, there ought to be a, te- there ought to be a porn star named Lefty Lucy. That's and her whole thing would be thing for her to be her whole thing star. would just be uh that she's a Lucy? No, but I was thinking that um she would um I love Lefty Lucy. I would I would that she would um Yes. That if you if you needed to to get something taken care of, she'd uh, give you a hand. Oh look at me. Lefty Lucy. See, and she would be left handed. Lefty Lucy. That's genius. I am getting that domain name like today, leftylucy.com. And then it would just be you like... You know that every time you come up with a porn name or a suicide girl name, they're already out there. I know. Nasty older sluts. <laughs> um, here's another one. Blanking my sister's friends. I like that one because it cuts right to the chase. <laughs> That's good. It is. It's, it bottom lines it. Uh, backyard amateurs. I don't know why they have to be in the backyard. I mean, what does that mean? Well, whatever. MILF training school. That's just stupid. I'm really over the MILF thing. You know? I'm, I'm done. I'm kind of done with that. I'm not done with MILFs, clearly. I mean, they're hot and all that. But I, that, that's a term that I don't like using, but I use it because it's like there's no other word that means that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like metrosexual. Like MILF money. MILF money. <laughs> I'm working for my... I need my, or my MILF money. Um, well, it's like metrosexual. I kind of feel dorky using the word metrosexual. That's old. But you, but, but you know what the thing is? I continue to use it because it is the only word. I mean, it, it says it exactly. It is what it is. It is what it is, and everybody knows what you mean. It is the easiest way to explain that concept. And you feel dumb for using it, but there's really no other way to get that across. It is a very useful word. I don't hear anyone say MILF except for, like, you know, you know who says moms it? on my face. I was just going to say, uh, and women who will use it to describe themselves. Yeah, like, I see that a lot as an occupation on MySpace. Really? Mm-hmm. What's your occupation? I'm a MILF. Ah. All right. Yeah, women will use that to describe themselves. Like Britney. Exactly. Oh, you know that that's... You know that... Oh, yeah. You know the time is she coming before she goes on... She's with rhinestones that spell out MILF on them. I was just going to say, before she goes on stage wearing Probably a MILF a shirt, you know it's going to happen. Uh, yeah, MILF training school. My wife's a dirty slut. That's not me saying that, incidentally. <laughs> what was that one again? Nothing wrong with a two-dollar whore. Uh, yeah, that movie is called My Wife's a Dirty Slut. Hmm. That is the name of a film. It's a Lifetime movie. <laughs> not without my dirty slut. <laughs> Barely 18. Fade to Black 2. I think Fade to Black is uh, interracial and it's old people. 
because it's like a faded. It's like I think it was like a gray. There's that movie. Uh, there's that movie Black and Gray in color. There's also a Jay Z movie called Fade to Black, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't believe this stars Jay Z. And finally, Ultimate Threesomes. And it's kind of ended on a down note there. Just not, that's not very interesting. That's no. Uh, that's no effing my sister's friends. That is my favorite. That's yeah, funny. That's wonderful. Uh, also, I made this other observation myself, apropos of nothing. Um, I was, uh, so I was flipping through the radio. First of all, did you know there's a station in Seattle that just plays nothing but, like, Frank Sinatra and, uh, and like, standards? Oh, Kixie. Yeah, exactly. KXIE. Yeah. Um, it's been there for a long time. I, uh, I used to have live jocks, too, until they fired Oh, it's them totally, it's a bad satellite radio. Yeah. You can tell it's a bad, bad satellite broadcast. Um, but, um, but yeah, I was listening to that. It was pretty interesting, actually. And then, of course, you know, the great thing about being there, the weird thing, and you've experienced this in L.A., too, it's weird because you get to hear Lycus on FM. Yeah. And hearing Lycus, you know, or talk radio, period, but, you know, we're so used to hearing him, uh, you know, on, you know, on, on AM here, which is a different kind of sound. You hear him on, on stereo, and it almost sounds wrong somehow. Like, when you hear Lycus on FM... You almost kind of sound, it almost kind of sounds like it shouldn't be. Um, but anyway, so I'm flipping through the dial, and I heard they were playing the new Britney single. They were playing, some station was playing Piece of Me. And I was thinking about this. When is the last time anybody here went back and actually listened uh, to Baby One More Time, the, the, the Britney song? When is the last time anybody actually heard that? I don't know. All right, Not for me, a while. Not me, for a while. I'm just going to play just a little bit of it here because I just I have a little. I just have this one observation to make, and I'm going to see if it's on YouTube. Uh, let me, and then we'll uh, take a break here, and we'll come back next hour. We will do uh, probably another Zeppelin contest. Don't call yet, though. And we'll do the uh, top five underplayed Zeppelin songs. Uh, plus, we have to, to get to this worst song ever. We have more news with Tim Riley. Let's see, baby. One more. Brittany. I'm hoping this is on YouTube because I don't want to have to go find it anywhere else. Oh, right? it will be. I don't care about the... I don't care about this point that much. Um, okay, I think this is it. Let me open this up here. And um, all right. Oh, in the meantime, let's get a couple of these. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Yeah, Rick, I got the info on that uh, pastor Melissa. Oh, this guy. is my thing. So first, first, so she was apparently an ex, like a porn star, and yeah, her, her I, I name, can't really find any photograph. There's just one no. picture that everyone sends me. Well, her name, you have to look it up under Barbie Bridges. Well, but that's the thing is, like, even there, I didn't spend a lot of time looking her up, but everybody found this one photo of her where she's topless but, like, with her hands in front of like Janet yeah, Jackson style. Yeah, she did some uh, lesbo action. Uh, she should be in there. I... <laughs> yeah, well, that is one to... of the Beatitudes. Yeah, look a Blessed deeper. are the lesbo actioners. Yeah, but anyway, her husband was like, <sighs> oh, he was the real deal. This guy was amazing. You know uh, the film director, uh, Werner Herzog? Yeah did a documentary on her husband several years ago. It was called God's Angry Man. It was about an hour and a half. It was amazing. Hunter Thompson had a really, really great quote about her husband, uh, Gene Scott, uh, yes, that somebody that's sent the, me here. the man. Yeah, it said, um, uh, let's see, it was in Generation of Swine, where Hunter Thompson said, There are others, no doubt, like the, uh, like the twisted Reverend Gene Scott, who works like a sleepless ferret in the manic bowels of Southern California. So oh, yeah. I mean, when I lived down in California, we would watch him. I, I still know his 800 number. Well, my point is, if she has done, like, full-on porn movies, I wish somebody would send me one. That's what I'm saying. Let me just cut to the choice. Chase, I want someone to send me porn films of the well, we of need Pastor someone Melissa Scott. To, to uh, boot up LimeWire and uh, check for Barbie Bridges. No, that's, that would be wrong. I can't endorse illegal file sharing, sir. CBS takes copyright infringement seriously. There you go. Thank you, sir. All right. Mm. I'm just going to play a little bit of this Britney thing. Okay, now, here's the thing. This is obviously the song that she came to fame from. Uh, I ended the sentence with a preposition, I'm sorry. This is uh, Britney Spears, Baby One More Time. 
she was how old when she recorded this? Probably 14, 15? Because it came out when she was 16, I yeah, think. Yeah, so probably around there. So she recorded this when she was probably 15. Listening back to this now, about, what, Jesus, almost 10 years later, how could anybody in any way believe this is her voice? I mean, I know that it's sort of a known thing in pop music that they augment your voice and they tweak it and they whatever. But, I mean, in my opinion, I'm just, I don't know this to be true, but in my constitutionally protected opinion, this just sounds like it's flat-out Millie Vanilli. I mean, this we are supposed to believe, A, that it sounds nothing like she sounds now. Mm-hmm. It sounds nothing like her speaking voice. And that, if anything, her voice is lower here than it is now. Her voice is actually lower in this song than when she sings these days. So are we supposed to believe that this is an actual 14 or 15-year-old girl? This is the beginning of the... Uh... Does this sound like a 14-year-old white girl? I mean, there's just no conceivable universe. That this, it, I, I, yeah, you're right. It doesn't sound anything like her. Uh, and so I don't know if they just really, really, really went out of their way to change her voice and augment her voice, or if they just flat out had somebody else sing it. Uh, because, I mean, because I know that record companies are evil and so forth, but why would you go to the trouble of getting her and going to all this trouble of changing her voice, why would you not just have somebody sing it right the first time who can actually sing it? It seems like just much less work if you just have somebody actually sing it correctly and then put Britney's name on it. I'm telling you right now, that's, in my opinion, that's not her. They, they I just, think it might be her. It, maybe. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to pretend to know. I don't know. And this is the last thing I'll say because I've, we're, we've done so much Britney stuff today. But I, as I've said repeatedly, I heard this song a lot before I ever saw the video. It was, uh, there was a guy I worked with who played it on his, whatever, his Winamp or his MP3 player all the time. And I thought it was like a 20-something black woman. Uh, I just sort of assumed because I heard the voice and it just sounded, you know, and it sounds so it's a legitimately, uh, I know I'm the whitest guy on earth. It is a legitimately funky song. The beat is sort of, you know, it's very, it, I mean, it's just, it's, it's a, infectious. It's, it's got the beat that makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a great R&B style pop song. And then I saw the television and I'm like, what? Because there's like this 14 year old white girl. It was just so bizarre. Uh, all right. Well, we should break. Uh, when we come back next hour. Uh, part D of the Zeppelin contest. Uh, it's the worst song you've ever heard, courtesy of Sarah Dillon. And uh, more from Tim Riley. It's 503-733-2970. Here's uh, the business. Back after this.
Rick Emerson radio program. Why, hello. 503-733-2970 coming up this hour. Uh, that Zeppelin 6 disc set. Uh, we'll give that away. Let's welcome now to the Rick Emerson show. We just uh, have some guests here. Justin and Jaden. Jaden, uh, how old is Jaden, Justin? He's five. J- okay, so uh, Jaden, you want to sit on the teeny gather celebrity stool? <laughs> I don't know that he appreciates the greatness of the teeny gather celebrity stool. Hey, Jaden, how are you? All right. Hey, how what's what's your shirt? Yoda. Yoda is uh are do you like Yoda? He's the best character in Star Wars. Fantastic. Do you have a uh, uh, uh do you have a favorite Star Wars film or do you like them all equally? Kind of Darth Maul and the shocking guy. You Darth the Maul Emperor. the and the shocking guy who? The Emperor. Well done. The Emperor and Darth Maul. You have great taste, my friend. Um, so uh, that is now, did your uh, did your dad get you into Star Wars? Oh, he bought them before I came into the planet. So he had them all ready for you. He was prepared uh, for you with the Star Wars films. And then I was like, what? Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars. So, uh, so, um, so how old are you, Jaden? I'm five. You're five. Excellent. Um, Jaden, if you had to choose, would you rather be a Jedi or a Dark Lord of the Sith? Jedi, because Jedi, the Jedi would win. That is very true, the Jedi. But when it dies, until not a Jedi anymore. That, Dead. No, that's true. And then they just, uh, but they vanish and they become part of the Force. Yeah, and then they learn how to do force, and then they force. That is. What are you? What other movies do you like, Jaden? I like SpongeBob. It's fantastic. SpongeBob and Star Wars. Well, actually, you have impeccable taste, my friend. And what did you? Uh, so we'll talk to your dad here in just a second, Justin. So what? But what did um? What did you bring us there, um, Jaden? You brought us something. It was this. Guitar toy. Now, do you know um? Now, do you guy. do you know what that guy's name is? No. His name is Ace Fraley. Now he's in a band. Do you know what band he's in? Mm. He's in a band called Kiss. And if you like Star Wars, you might like Kiss. Mm. So at some point, you should listen to some Kiss music. Mm. Does his guitar his guitar shoots uh, something or his guitar shoots uh, a bolt or something? No. <laughs> <laughs> this, okay. That's only in SpongeBob, like excellent shooting people in the head. So I think this they may be come a... back to the real guy they are. The I, real guy. So I must should... have missed this episode of SpongeBob. <laughs> it's the movie. Ah, uh, really? Does SpongeBob go on a killing spree in the film? He comes back from saving. He comes back from saving somebody. <laughs> Getting a Somebody's crown. I've only seen parts of it, but he comes back and then it plays Twisted Sister. I want to rock. Fantastic. But it's like, I'm a goofy goober. Goofy goober rock. Like that. And then he takes his guitar and shoots all the helmets. that's captivating the people the from thing and something. I don't the know what not. Make everybody listen to Plankton. Excellent. And, oh. and Plankton is a, is Plankton a band? He doesn't have a band. He's for the secret formula to get that so we could sell Krabby Patties and get some money. You know what? 
Just a whole separate world. He is really little and green and with one eye. All right. In a big mouth. Well, you've got the Yoda. You've got the Yoda shirt, so you like the little green guys. Yeah, and he talks a lot. All right. Hey, can you talk like Yoda? Uh. <laughs> that he would go like this. If he dies. <laughs> He's just imitating Yoda's death scene. That's so great. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Justin. Uh, so, th- here's the reason Jaden Jaden came with uh, uh, Justin. Uh, and uh, so, just from yin to yang. So, Jaden brought us an Ace Fraley doll and is talking about Star Wars. Justin brought us a 100,000-volt stun gun. It's really freaky looking. The muscle man stun gun. And because I am a gigantic pussy, I did, uh, I did in fact, take the battery out of this before I did anything. It's, impo- it's hard for me to believe. I'm not questioning this, but it's insane that this 100,000-volt stun gun operates off of a 9-volt battery. Yeah. That's some weird science right there. That is like some weird, bizarre gigawatt power <laughs> amplification thing going on there. I couldn't even show it to you first to show you the big old... Okay, now... now That's cool. Uh, so here's the thing. is No, I, I just wanted... To, uh, before we did anything, I wanted to come in here and I wanted to unplug it before we even brought it in here. So here's the deal. So I will plug this in. Are you going to plug it in? Uh, Jaden is tapping the microphone. Stop, stop then. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'll just turn it off first. Okay, so it's... Uh, so what is that? Do you like turn it on? Yeah, well, there's like a safety on. on switch on the side. Are you going to tase yourself, Rick? No, no we're not going to be tasing anybody. And then do I just press this? Yeah, just flip the Will switch. Will it make a noise? It'll make, you might want to put it by your mic. <gasps> well, the metal? No, it won't. Just keep it back a little bit. All right. It's not that. It's not like that. So. Go ahead. And... Oh, my God. Oh, creepy. Look at that. Okay, that's freaking me out. That's that's going off right now. <laughs> oh. Oh, my well, God. Well, hit the safety switch and make sure it's off. Okay, in fact, Richie, are you taking a photograph of this? Yeah. Let's get one more here. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay, we're going to go three, two, one. You can hold it. All right, excellent. Okay, I am turning that off right now. That's how big a sissy I am. You really uh, are. I, it's a 100,000 watt stun it's, gun. It's not that bad. They sell 500,000 volts. Have you, now, have you stunned yourself with this? Well, yeah, a little bit. Now, just because you wanted to know... Yeah. Is it, you bought this for your sister or for... Uh, my ex-wife. Your ex-wife, okay. Uh, because I got her a 38, so she doesn't need that anymore. Ex- oh, that's right. We talked on the phone about this. Okay. Yes. So the gun, the gun is sort of a permanent stun gun. A 38 is kind of a stun gun that lasts. Well, it's, it's really small and it's loud, so even if she doesn't connect, whoever's messing around isn't going to want to be there too much totally. longer. Totally. Well, that's like, that's like they always say about, uh, about if you have like a, you know, you just, if you get yourself, you know, like a shotgun... Mm-hmm. And it, you don't ever need to fire it because as soon as they hear that chink behind the door, that you know what that is. I yes, that's go what I told my aunt. Upstairs, by the door, and get some candy with this. No, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> wait until I guide you upstairs. All right, um, all right. So so fantastic. So Sarah, uh, maybe I'll give this to you. You've got several stalkers. So maybe we'll arm I, I you with a stun gun. I don't with weapons. When you touch, when you t- when you stunned yourself with a stun gun, what did it hurt or was it just a weird it, sensation? I mean, I can do it again to remind myself, but um, no, it's not. It, it didn't. It didn't hurt that bad. It was more like it just made you jump. But I mean, like literally, I only did it for a split second because I mean, like your muscles kind of because I mean, it's I, a convulsive. I couldn't hold the freaking trigger, down. right? Because it, it, it totally <laughs> is. A, it's a convulsion thing that happens, right? Yeah, just kind of. So, uh, so excellent. I mean, definitely, if you stuck at it, it, it. I don't know. You do it long enough, according to the uh, the book that came with it, uh-huh. you would. 
uh, fecal matter all over yourself. Make some Jenkum. <laughs> if you held it long enough. <laughs> some Jenkum. Okay. All right, then. Well, thank you. Okay, uh, so uh, we'll set this over here. Do you have here to have a, a license or anything for that? No, no that's, that's actually like over the counter. You could, don't you actually, I believe that was purchased in a Portland, Portland convenience store. Really? Well, yeah. well, well, I well think, if you don't want second. it, I will take that. They were um, selling it along with crack pipes and, and other glass functional <laughs> art. <laughs> really? Cigarettes <laughs> that look like pipes. Uh, yes. So here's what I'm going to do, Sarah. Uh, I have uh, taken the battery out for safety's sake, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that CBS Radio Legal would appreciate me doing that. Battery out. Okay. So there you go. Thank Sarah, you. And now, little man, Thank I, you, give, I give the watch to you. Um. All right. Excellent. When you're when you're messing with it, you just don't want to hold the hold it down, could, like dry fire it. Okay. Just, it, when you do it, it's like a couple seconds at a time to make sure that's still working. If you just hold it down without touching it to somebody, apparently it's bad. Okay. Yeah. That's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters, I guess. Kind of. Yes. So, and a new battery probably wouldn't hurt. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So you have like maximum killing power. I'm sorry, maximum jenkaming power. Stunning power. power. <laughs> All right. And I hear under the armpit is a very excruciating place to get that. So if you just... All right, thank you. Also inside the colon. I have felt a little unsafe in my home lately. I well, think this, is, be, this will be good. After yeah. you see the mist tonight, you can keep that by your bedside. Okay, good. If All not right. that, a 12-gauge will do it. Okay. Seriously. And a Rottweiler. All right, Jaden, thank you for coming in today, Jaden. All right, excellent. Uh, Jaden, by the way, before before we go... Um, if Yoda is your favorite Star Wars character, um, and you like the Emperor, do you have another favorite Star Wars character? Darth Vader. Darth Vader. How does Darth Vader breathe, Jaden? In his mask. Do you know what it sounds like when Darth Vader breathes? Oh, you should get him can you, the mic- can you do that into the microphone? You're doing it in the this microphone. Is, this is Jaden telling us how... Excellent. Well, that was really good. Excellent. Good job, Jaden. All right. Thank you very much. All right, Justin, my friend, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for coming in. Jaden, nice to meet you, my friend. Let's... There you go. <laughs> there you go. Excellent. All right. And thank you for the Ace Fraley. No, that. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you for the and for the stun gun. Excellent. And uh, I do believe there is candy that way. But I, you didn't hear it from me, though. Finally so. got rid of all the trick-or-treating candy. All right. Excellent. Thank you. Thanks so much, you guys. All right, there you go. Justin and Jaden, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. All right, thank you, my friend. All right, there you go. Uh, let me put these mics down. You can drop those. All right, excellent. How cool was that kid? Yeah, he was adorable. See, I, the kid's not for me, but there are moments like that where you kind of go, okay, it works out for some people. You know what I mean? They end up having kids that aren't, that aren't, that aren't mutants. So, yeah, that was, wasn't so bad looking either. How? Well, and he's divorced. <laughs> he is single. Uh, he's single, and he might want to mingle. Who knows? And the let me just tell you this though, how adorable was that when the kid was talking about? It? And he wasn't fronting either. That kid yeah, had he Star wasn't Wars knowledge. Out like some random character. He wasn't just a kid dressed in a Yoda shirt because the dad put him in it. Uh, when I said it, it, the fact that he said that he name checked Darth Maul and the Emperor, I mean, well done. Makes me happy. All right. Uh, let's see here. Well, speaking of children, should we play my thing after let's into the break? Do these two calls, and then we'll go into the break with your worst song ever. They'll come back with uh, Tim Riley and the Zeppelin Contest. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hello there. Hello. Uh, I am a listener that would love to pay Sarah to zap Rick, and I'm sure I'm not alone. Uh, no, but thanks. <laughs> thanks so much. No, All right. Bye now. All right. He gave up pretty quickly. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Amazing. I get to be the calm voice of reason this break. Okay, just wanted to share with you what happened when my uh, father gave me a 38 a while ago. Uh-huh. 
and he, we were plinking cans with it, and he was shooting cans, and I thought, this makes no big, you know, this is no big deal. It made a little hole in the can. And he said, oh, but let me demonstrate. He filled the can with dirt, then he shot it again. It made a little hole in the front of the can and blew the whole back of it out. So uh, a thirty-eight is not a good thing to go up against. I didn't know. A thirty-eight is, you know, all guns are bad. Thirty-eights, uh, and, you know, it's like a twenty-two. Here's a twenty-two. I don't know a lot about guns. But I do know that a 22 is especially bad, too, because if you get shot in the head with a 22, the problem with that is it's not powerful enough to exit out the back of your head, so it just rattles around inside. Just rattles Precisely. around inside your brain. Uh. Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. You bet. This email says, Rick, Star Wars, SpongeBob, and Twisted Sister, I am glad to see that your target audience shares so much with the average five-year-old. Attention <laughs> advertisers, et cetera, et cetera. All right. Well done. Uh, and uh, all right. There you go. All right. Well, we should uh, go into break with this, then we'll come back with Tim Riley. You should describe it, Rick. Well, do we want to say who it is? I listened. Maybe we should have people guess who it is. Do you have to give away another Led Zeppelin thing? Maybe I this do. will be a contest. All we right, I'll tell you what. Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. We will play this It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard. Uh, and then coming back from the break, we will take caller number five. You may start calling at any moment about this. 503-733-2970. We will take caller number five. If you can correctly identify this musical artist... Uh, you will win a copy of the six-disc Zeppelin collection. Uh, song remains the same on DVD and CD, plus Mothership and the Holiday Alefest gift pack. Uh, the Zeppelin stuff. From and I'm apologizing in advance if this, ex- if this skips just a little bit because it's not on YouTube; it's on some weird server. So there you go. So we'll play. If you know who this is, we will take caller number five right now to identify this musical artist. Uh, back after this, more of Tim Riley, etc. He stated it's the Rick Emerson Show. Don't go anywhere. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. My mistake. Huh? Please huh? forgive me. Uh, we got to do this. Uh, let's get caller five. Uh, hi, uh, caller five? Yeah. Hi, do you know the mystery artist behind the worst song you've ever heard? You know, unfortunately, I don't. I don't. I wish I could have. I wish I was somebody else would answer. <laughs> just call so they could have won, but I just I don't have a clue. Now, here's the thing. Did you hear me say, if you know the answer, you can call and win the Zeppelin thing? I thought I did know the answer, but then I, I just... I'm now, what, what were you going to say the answer was? Um, <laughs> you know, I thought it was a... You're talking about the little kid song, right? 
Well, it's, yeah, we, we haven't identified the artist, but what we said is if you know the artist behind It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard Today, uh, that you will win the six-disc uh, Zeppelin collection. What was your guess going to be when you called? Well, my guess, uh, believe it or not, my guess at the beginning was going to be one of the, uh, and I can't remember the kid's name. I thought it was like one of those Brady kids. All right, well, that is incorrect, but see, now, don't you feel better having at least given it a guess? I do, and I, I feel like I feel bad for somebody else not getting it. So well, that's okay. Well, we'll give somebody else a chance. Thank you, we'll sir. Give another chance. Thank you, my friend. All right. All right, there you go. All right. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Do you know the artist behind that? It's the worst song you've ever heard. Well, I want to say it's Little Bow Wow. Really? Am I close? No. No. In no way are you close. No way, huh? No, no, but thank you. Oh, ow. Okay, thanks. We'll do one more. Mankind is not so kind at all. I thought the first caller Me too. One more. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Do you know the artist behind today's It's the Worst Song You've Ever Heard? I've got a great guess. Yeah. How uh, about Lindsay Lohan? No, no, but thank That's you. That's the correct sex, though, at least. Yeah, at least you're the right gender. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, at the Ministry of Truth, it's Tim Riley. And now, from the Ministry of Truth, this is Tim Riley. Danger from Rockaway Beach. Oh. oh, okay. The Oregon Department of Human Services sent out a warning today about bacteria at Rockaway Beach. Oh, God, really? Higher than normal levels of fecal bacteria. Uh, that can result in gastronitis, skin guess, rashes. Guess, guess where I was all week. Upper <laughs> respiratory infections and forgetfulness. Yes. Please say you were frolicking in the water. Where? At Rockaway Beach. Why? What was that? What? This See, whole joke is one ruined. Of the, one of the bits of... No, because one of the symptoms is forgetfulness. Oh, <laughs> oh we get it. See, Tim said... What, Tim we said, ruined our own symptoms. bit. <laughs> <laughs> we should have gone right to the top one. Symptoms include blah, 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 and forgetfulness. I had this all set up. <laughs> and it just turned into a disaster. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better... <laughs> Waking up with Whoopi has ended its run on flagship oh. clear channel station oh. WK2U in New York. Well, that's too bad. Whoopi's call host up at WK2U. I think you meant weekend shift. What did I say? You left the F out. Did, I couldn't have. You did. Oh, Sarah. my goodness. Sarah? Did I? Seriously? You I've really never did. said that before on the air. Well, well it's a Freudian me. slip, I'm <laughs> sure. You bleeped yourself twice. Tim's been bleeped once today. Well, all right. So... The weather forecast <laughs> for Portland and vicinity. Let's talk about the weather. Yes. Well, I'm glad you asked because heavy rain is expected to move in at 4 o'clock. It'll stick around throughout the night and into the morning. The snow level will drop to 500 feet. That's the top of the news. Okay. Now let's move along. So just to recap here. Okay. So there's bacteria all over Rockaway Beach, which is where I spent the weekend. Mm -hmm. And I was walked on that beach numerous times, by the way. Myself, my wife, everybody Walking else. on sunshine and feeling good. <laughs> Walking on mucus or whatever it is. Uh, my dog, uh, my wife, my dog, <laughs> uh, everybody else at the Geek House, we all walked on the beach like dozens of times. It's good to know that it's covered with feces and bacteria. Yeah, you really did say Paul Covey Bryant will join the weekend shift, <laughs> except you left the Are F. Are you sure about that? Sarah? You left the F out of shift. Oh. Will it be on the web? No. The worldwide no, web? No, no, no. It's going to be bleeped out there as well. We That's called the Scott Dallyification. 
Uh, we because of Scott Daly, we now bleep the podcast as well. Oh. Um, so well, because sometimes we really do say inappropriate things that we don't any, want anyone to hear. Sometimes there are things that are profane. Sometimes there are things that we just regret saying. <laughs> and until recently, all of those things would end up on the podcast because the podcast was what they call pre-delay, meaning it was a recording of the of the program. Unplugged. Uh, yeah, it was. It was basically a, rec- a recording of the program before it ever even got to the delay. Now the podcast also is post-delay, meaning if we dump something here, it's dumped on the podcast, and that's because we inadvertently referred to Scott Daly, uh, and, and it's something about uh, his, uh, his private life, and so forth. So that was like free radio. That was still on there. Like he hadn't listened to it, and I remember I got I got like a ten-minute voicemail message from him, which I never listened to. Oh, and he's fine with it now, though. Yeah. He listened, and he's like, "Oh, that wasn't so bad at all." No. I wonder. I've always wondered what that voicemail message said. Then again, I don't five know. Five years from now, mad. nobody will remember a thing. I think the deal is he thought we had identified the woman, uh, oh. which we didn't. Well, but we, we wouldn't. No. But I, I think and we wouldn't. But I think he. So what I, he does in his the deal is, life is I, I think yeah absolutely and I think the deal is though I think he didn't hear it but he heard about it from someone which as you know is always the worst thing when you hear about it from someone else. So I think the version he heard is that, yeah, they identified that woman you slept with. And, of course, which we would obviously not do. Um, so, but so, anyway. That was the top five. There you go. Let's do the top five, five here. four, three, You know. Two, what? One, what? Were you even supposed fire. to say that? Too late now. <laughs> well, we already said it once. We said it weeks ago, and he was fine with it. Shouting is wonderful. Oh, Jesus, I don't know anymore. I don't either. Just, if you don't want anything to be known, don't ever tell us anything. Seriously. Counting is happiness. Counting is ecstasy. I'm How about the Chicago Cubs? Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Tim Riley with today's top five. And as we attempt to give away the Led Zeppelin six-disc extravaganza and from the disc, disc from the AM970 prize closet, we pause to reflect on those Zeppelin recordings that are perhaps overlooked in the grand scheme of their musical creation. These are the top five Led Zeppelin songs that ought to be played on the radio, but aren't. Honorable mention going to Tangerine. This is the closing credit song. In Almost Famous. Almost Famous, or the closing sequence, anyway. Honorable mention because it gets played now a little bit because of Almost Famous. Beautiful song. Of Led Zeppelin 3, this is. That sequence when the bus is driving off into the horizon. This is the last song that Jimmy Page wrote solely by himself. I think he wrote this song even before he before he formed Led Zeppelin. Uh, and after this, all of the songs were collaborations with you know with Robert Plant uh, and some of the others. But this is the last Jimmy Page soul composition that the band recorded. Number five. That's a good one. Just letting it sit for just a second. This isn't air supply. You can't rush through this. This isn't islands. I'll I'll play islands of the stream. I mean it. All right, Mr. Speedy Pants. Number five. Bring it on home. Uh, This is stolen from I forget who. Some guy. Is it Howlin' Wolf or somebody? This is this part of the song is. Zeppelin were they were sort of the Noel Gallagher of their day. They did a lot of intellectual pickpocketing. Uh, this part of the song is like flat out stolen from somebody or other. Um, 
but then it then it gets all rock in here. It's like I remember hearing this song when I was a teenager though, and it just blew my mind because it goes from being this weird sort of electric English white guy blues uh, to being all all uh, rocking and whatnot. the uh, final cut on Led Zeppelin 2. Counting on the top five Zeppelin songs that ought to be played on the radio but are typically not. Number four, Out on the Tiles. God, what a voice. There's that story that they tell. It might be apocryphal, but that story about Jimmy Page going to see Robert Plant when he was still in his band called Hobsweedle, I think they were called, or whatever, some Hobbit thing. And at one point, Robert Plant's amplifier went out, and he had to sing with no amplifier, and it could still be heard at the back of the club over the band, which is just because, I mean, what an amazing singer. I mean, really, at one of the best there ever was. Got it on the... Top five Zeppelin songs that ought to be played on the radio, but are not. Number three, nobody's fault but mine. You know, you can tell when this music was recorded. It's obviously, you know, not something that was recorded this year, but it doesn't sound dated in the way most 70s and 60s music does. If you listen to most rock from the 60s and 70s, it sounds real thin. There's a kind of reediness or tinniness to it. And Zeppelin really, the production value on Zeppelin songs, almost uniquely among 70s acts, the production value still really holds up. This is off of Presence, which is a really underrated Zeppelin album. I think the poorest selling of all the Zeppelin records. Yeah, just a huge drum sound. We recorded these drums in a hallway, I think. Counting down the top five Zeppelin songs that ought to be played on the radio but aren't. Number two, In My Time of Dying. This is actually a Zeppelin cover of a Bob Dylan song. This sounds drastically different, clearly. Uh, it was a Dylan song, and I think Dylan's version is, in fact, an interpretation of sort of a traditional folk song. This is off uh, Physical Graffiti, which is the definitive Led Zeppelin album, in the opinion of everyone everywhere. I've actually never heard the Dylan version of this, now that I think about it. Counting down the top five Zeppelin songs that ought to be played on the radio but aren't. Number one. One, one. The Rover. Well done. Rover. Uh... This is a fantastic song. This is, I think, I think song, I think it's the second song on Physical Graffiti. It's got my favorite uh, Jimmy Page guitar solo as well. It's got the best guitar solo Jimmy Page ever recorded. 
Tim Riley, greatest newsman in the history of the world. He'll be back at 4, 5, and 6, and 7. Top of the hour all the way through like us. Back after this. You stay there. Saddest part of the broadcasting day. Six minutes. All right. Hey, Richie, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take uh, caller four, or, you know, the line four here, and we will um, empty the other lines. So I will take uh, this. I think it's Dave. Dave? Hey, Rick. Dave, hold on a second. So, Richie, uh, please now to be just uh, let the other people know, uh, the other lines, uh, that we will uh, we'll do another crack at the Zeppelin thing. Uh, tomorrow. We'll take Dave here and then we'll, um, do the rest. And so what we'll do now is we will not take random phone calls for the duration of the program. We've got like a, a long five minutes here. So it's 503-733-2970. 503-733-2970. Please I can't believe nobody guessed who that was. Well, he may. We'll see. Oh, I, so, I absolutely know who it is, right. Rick. Should I play before, a little bit of Before you say that, let me just say, please not to be calling with your random nonsense because we have about five minutes to fill. So it's 503-733-2970. Okay, Sarah, go ahead and play just a little bit of this. Do you know who this is? Yes, I do. And, and I was surprised you didn't play the other hit single, The uh, Manor I Killed Me Daddy. <laughs> that was, this would be Bindi Irwin. Bindi Irwin. Well done, that sir. Congratulations. Correct, you win a copy of uh, Zeppelin Mothership. The song remains the same on DVD and CD from Warner Home Video and a, <coughs> pardon me, a Holiday Ale Fest gift pack. Uh, from the AM 970 prize closet, sir. Which is great because today is my 22nd anniversary, and so I can give my wife another wonderful present, which I didn't forget. <laughs> Thanks, Dick. All right, we're going to put you on hold. Uh, Richie will get the congratulations, sir. Richie will get your information. Uh, there you go. I get your information. He's online. That's from four. her up and coming uh, album called Trouble in the Jungle. That's great. Let me Featuring such now. hits also as Save Me and My Daddy. Oh, really? You know that my daddy thing is going to be great and terrible, and you know we're not going to want to laugh at it, but we are. Like, we will, even though we know it's wrong. Jesus. All right. Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show with your random bit of nonsense. Hello, sir. Yes, sir. I got a way to make that Vegas trip even sweeter for uh, CBS Radio. All right. Turn it into a listener pilgrimage, and I'll guarantee you the travel agencies will give you your trips free. No, so, so that's what you're saying. You're saying that CBS could strike some sort of deal with a travel agency to let listeners go down to then take part in this, and then CBS maybe takes their slice. Yeah, but you don't even have to mention on the radio what it is. I, I mean, would I rather go to Vegas with uh, you and Hot as Ball Sarah or Israel with Lars? But that's how they do it. Is, is Lars going to Israel? Yeah, he's taking a pilgrimage to Israel. And well, all the evangelists do it. 
They, uh, they Lars, get the free trip Lars, they advertise. Hold on, Lars Larson? Yeah. When? Is Lars, uh, is Lars, is, now, please forgive me. I think me. it's about the same time. I know it's in the spring. Now, is Lars Larson of the Jewish faith? No, 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 no. It has nothing to do with Jewish. That's the home of Christianity. Yeah, but I, typically when you say pilgrimage to Israel, well, whatever. Okay, I mean, it doesn't matter to me. I don't care. That's just strange. Yeah, but that's what they do is they, they set it up. They, they do it with golf pros. I mean, I got an offer to go. If I could get 12 people to go to Estapa, they'd pay for my trip free. Okay, interesting. All right. Yeah. Well, hey, well, uh, one more thing. Yes, sir. Have you watched Henry Rollins on the Fuse Network? Uh, is this the Henry's Film Corner? No, that's IFC. No, I haven't. No, it's just the Henry Rollins show. He indirectly disses you on there. He I wrote see. an open letter to Toby Keith about uh, his... Uh, White Trash with Money album. Uh-huh. And at the end, he says, uh, uh, I just want you to explain why do you get people who make $30,000 a year to uh, buy $40,000 Ford trucks. And so he's dissing me? Well, you're uh, Northside Ford. Hey, dude, if you let me just tell you this. A, Northside Ford, it's truck month, and there's no better time to buy a truck <laughs> no, than at the truck store. Oh, I agree with you. I agree with this you. is truck month. First, and also I would say this. At the risk but of... What's next month? Next month is also truck month. <laughs> no, see, every month is truck month at the truck store, Sarah, Northside Ford. Let me also say this. Uh, I don't mean to sound braggy about this, but uh, there's three areas in which talk radio in general, and this station specifically, excels in terms of the audience. Uh, one is education, two is intelligence, and three is yearly income. So... What I'm saying is Henry Rollins was wrong. Yeah, well... That, that's that's Henry's problem. All right, thank you, sir. There you go. I don't know what kind of audience. Uh, I don't know what kind of income Henry's audience makes. So, uh, let's see here. That's not. To be fair, that's actually not us. Just us. That's all talk radio listeners. But uh, all right, here. Uh, let's see. This is Jeff with your random nonsense. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson show. Hello. Hey, how's it going, guys? What's up? Hey, I was wondering. Uh, do you ever watch that show? It's on ABC at uh, uh, eight o'clock on Wednesdays called Pushing Daisies. Uh, no, uh, my friend Patrick watches it. Says that it's good in kind of a Tim Burton sort of way, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's very Edward Scissorhands-esque, but I, I highly recommend it, and I want people to watch it because I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, pushing. You know, that if you're already fearing that it's going to be canceled, it will. Be <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, I, and if I it's never good, I watch it because it's so great. I'm well, like, God, they're just going to take it away from me. Well, dude, realize that they canceled the, uh, you know, they they canceled the uh, arrest. Well, not Arrested Development. Uh, this is ABC. Uh, ABC canceled. Um, uh, Sports Night, ABC also canceled my so-called life. So, I mean, yeah, they don't Cape really have a Cape strong Cape track record. Until 2020, I'm no, sure. And that'll never go off the air. <laughs> All right, thank you, sir. All right, thank you, guys. Right. Hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Hello. Hey, Rick, love hey, the show. Thank you. Hey, uh, when you tell Sarah to sweeten your microphone, is that code for something? That's turned me up, because my own voice isn't loud enough in my ears, and I'm a relentless egoist who needs to hear his own uh, speech. I hear you, thanks. Thank you. But something I saw Barry Manilow say in concert one time. He tapped his mic and he goes, um, can you sweeten my mic, please? Uh, and I found out later that that's sort of a... He just sounded like such a diva. Have you ever heard Barry Manilow talk? Uh, hi, you're on the Rick Emerson Show. Uh, yes, hello. Greetings. Hello. Hi. Hi. Is it me? Hi. Yes. Hey, hey, Rick, listen, this is Paul. Um, I want my Beaver Trilogy VHS tape returned. <gasps> yeah. I'm sorry? This is, this is my friend Kevin. I'm sorry? You let him borrow it four years ago. Yeah, Sarah. It's been a long time. I'm sure I'll find it. It's around somewhere. Yeah, and the other thing is Sarah can tase me at any time. All right, I've got the taser, my friend. I'll get you. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, we're going to thank Cena Radio Correspondents Lisa Desjardins, Ed McCarthy, and uh, Steve Kastenbaum, who, with whom we were not able to speak today. Uh, let's see. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Join us tomorrow when we'll be talking to WWE legend Chris Jericho. 
Uh, Rick Emerson Show, produced today and every day by the lovely and talented Sarah X. Dillon, breaking my 70 South State, breaking the news from Jim Riley and the phones. Richie Bristol, Gay, Dave Zinn is the gatekeeper. Susan Reynolds is in charge of marketing. And, of course, Bridget from upstairs, Dutch imagery and web mistressing and so forth. Like us next. See you tomorrow. Let's pass now. Bye now. Nicole.